my degree to my field this year um, and expanding on multiple different areas of businesses um, and touching into the entrepreneurial field. I've been trying to figure out like what would be my niche for a while. Okay. Um, I feel like looking in the camera. <laughs> I mean, you can like, I mean, most like I'm going to use it, but audio, okay. they, they got your audio. I've been trying to find like my niche for a while and I feel like I'm just finally getting in touch with that and I never wanted to rush it because I don't feel like being an entrepreneur is necessarily for every single body right you know I feel like we do need people in certain fields because we don't have people in certain fields what's going to keep like the economy going? running yeah. yeah right so I um was just trying to figure that out for myself and trying to figure out like okay am I meant to be an entrepreneur can right. I go into to being an entrepreneur can I launch my own business business can I um just like motivate myself to do it because it does take a lot of self-motivation to run your own business right yeah i go through this i go through it now because i own two businesses through the real estate and then i have my own like uh cologne and perfume brand right and stuff that i do so i understand the struggle it be getting tough sometimes it does it yeah. does get um very tough and you're very self-reliant like in the beginning stages of being an entrepreneur you're like a lot of times you don't have um, other people to help you with it. You're depending on yourself. Right. Yeah. That's that's facts. But that's a definitely a good outlook, and that actual outlook is why I want you on the show today. <laughs> Thank um, you. I do know you have your own podcast coming up soon. Yes, I do. Let's talk. I want to um, talk about like spiritual aspects of. Like what's going on within the world, and like kind of draw parallels to the Bible and the Quran. Right. Um, and I also want to t- talk on like being a young adult and um, the things that we struggle with, and like new age spirituality. And right. I want to expand on a lot of different things that people are afraid to talk about. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's de- very different, though. It's not really young people talking that type of talk no and i think that we have lost our way because our grandparents like our elders in our community like they would go up telling us like not to do certain things because they had a an intuition or other or even uh not just an intuition but they were more how what is the word i'm looking for discerning than us Right. I feel like our generation lacks discernment. There's True. not anything that, like, we're not willing to try. And I feel like that's a bit ignorant. Right. There should be some things that we should be reluctant in trying. Right. Because it can change you for the good or it can change you for the bad. Right. I agree. I agree. That's, I'm very, very looking forward to it. Are you excited for it? I'm nervous. You're nervous? <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I've been doing podcasting for a long time, so you get used to it after like your first couple episodes. Especially after you, if you enjoy doing it after a while, mm-hmm. like it's like therapy. It's like therapy for me. Really? Yeah. Therapy for you? Do you have you um, ever had a therapist, or no. is it like your own? Like you use podcasting as being therapeutic. I use podcasting as being therapeutic. Okay. Like I mean, I've had. 
therapy, therapeutic influences in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, my mama's a, a psychologist. Really? Well, That's a, my mama's a psychiatric nurse. Uh huh. Um, my mama's significant other is a. Uh, he's actual psychologist. He is. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But then I also, I study, like, several different people, though, like, and I, like, I listen to everything. So, like, everybody that I have an interaction with, I study real well, or I ask questions on how to learn how to handle situations. So I've never been, like, one of those people who, like, really needed a therapist, mm-hmm. because, like, I'm one of those people, if I'm going through something, I'm going to go ask somebody who's been through what I've been through, like, what, what, you, what you did when you was in this situation? I feel like that helps, but I don't think that's wrong with the therapist. Like I, I've had like um, <laughs> if I'm on my third therapist. Damn. But um, I feel <laughs> I, I do go to my family members. I'm like, what should I do in this situation? What can um, what can I do? Like, and sometimes what works for them does not work for me. Right. I think everybody, um, anybody, anybody, or everyone. I think anybody can, especially our community, the black community community can just have a lot of positive effects from therapy. I feel like a lot of us still suffer from the same things that our ancestors suffer from. I feel like our efforts, the things that our ancestors dealt with, like we still suffer from through our epigenetics. Right. And I feel like because we leave a lot of those areas unaddressed like it doesn't help us mentally right i'm not against it i just like i've never been one of those people who i was never overly stressed or ever really going through anything to where i felt like i needed that person to go talk to that's amazing because i i study everything i know yeah so like (laughs) i like I guess my therapy is podcasting and also just, like, studying. Because, like, through studying... your mind? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm able to, like, learn and think myself out of any situation. I'm one of those people, like, I believe, like, you can think yourself out of any situation. I've seen that on your Snapchat early this week. My mom is one of those people, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I've been learning how to do it. Right. um, How to think myself out of situations. I think a lot of times I'm always trying to make make sense of things in my head that I'm like okay there's really like sometimes things just don't make sense I'm like just accepting that you know right. yeah that's yeah. I mean you're right um and also it comes my mentality though really comes from just like I look at it like growing up as a man as a young black man in America mm-hmm. nobody's gonna save you but yourself first mm-hmm. like so I kind of also apply that, you know, when it comes to, like, how I move, like, on a mental aspect. Like, I already know, like, I have to be one of those people who have to think myself out of situations because at the end of the day, nobody's going to... I can't expect for another man to come save me. Or I can't... While it might be good for people to look out for me, I can't expect for something to be given to me. So, like, if I was down bad and broke, homeless or whatever, I can't blame anyone yeah i can't blame anybody but myself especially if i got all my limbs i'm healthy my mind still work or whatever i really can't blame nobody but myself that's deep 
Um, it's, and it's very true. I felt the same thing like as a black woman. Right. Um, I have really been like self-sufficient, taking care of myself since I was 19 years old. Okay. And um, that has not been easy. Yeah. <laughs> it has not been easy. And like, especially, like, within this current co- economy, I'm 25 years old now. I feel like I had life better at 22. I felt like I wasn't sh- struggling and going through as many things as I'm going through right now. Right. And, like, I feel with my brain maturing as a 25-year-old woman, like, it definitely has helped me mentally. Like, I, like, am able to get over things a bit easier now than right. what I was, like... When I was in my early, like, I'm still in my early 20s. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, like, in my early, early 20s. Right. I feel it. I mean, I feel like everybody has their own. I don't really look at age. I mean, I think age matters, but when it comes to, like, somebody's growth, I don't really think age determines somebody's growth. Like, you don't think so? No. Because you could be 25 uh-huh. and you just now you know getting a lot more knowledge or which... that's true because age doesn't necessarily equate maturity yeah because you could be 40 years old and i know people that's 40 years old now that don't have immature. it together and yeah. they don't have it and they i know immature. Some who are 40 years old and still don't have it together either that's which is sad yeah but i mean everybody's life and condition is different it is. So it's like, I mean, they might not have had that coming to God moment till 40. That's true. I think, like, you know, um, our mental health can also have something to do with, like, the things that we eat. Right. I, um, <laughs> I've been trying to stop eating meat again because I feel like, you know, um, eating non-halal meat, mm-hmm. like, the energy that, like, I get from that it's just not good at all right like it does like make you sluggish like right when you like become a bit more depressive it's I, I agree like, I feel like the American diet is just in general it's just terrible and I feel like if people paid a, a lot more attention to what they're eating they wouldn't be yeah. sick or be going through with it as yeah. stress too mm-hmm. I know that actually know you know the food actually affects what a lot of people are going through mentally Mm -hmm. like especially like stress levels and all that type of stuff right that's actually why i haven't i personally haven't eaten meat in like four years are you serious yeah that's amazing yeah oh look okay so i had not eaten chicken for like well meat at all for years and that chicken got me like real good when we got (laughs) back in like we got into the second year of the pandemic and i got into a relationship oh my goodness okay I was eating lobster. I was eating steak. Wow. I was eating. <laughs> we were going to like every five star restaurant in whatever cities where we were just eating, eating good. Like, and <laughs> I packed on some pounds and packed on some unnecessary energy as well right. from like the foods that I was eating. Right. Yeah. But that's good that you're coming back around though. With what? Like just trying to get away from eating meat again. Oh, yeah. yeah that's definitely. definitely because good it thing. doesn't have any positive effects on me mentally, and I recognize that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely support it. Yeah. Um, I love it. That's why I actually like with the salad and stuff, I told you. Yes. Yeah, no meat. For my mom's business. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> like, you can shout her out, too. My mom's business, Cooks and Flavor, it's located in Milton, Florida. She uh, 
offers healthy options available to the community. Uh, basically the first healthy, health-centered restaurant in Milton. Okay. And um, she's doing amazing things. She was just featured in Pensacola News Journal. I'm super proud of her. Right. Uh, yes. I'm definitely going to check it out. Like One of these days, I'm going to check it out. You should try the uh, barbecue smoked salmon um, protein bowl. Do you eat sal salmon? I don't really eat fish like that. Okay. Um, beef and pork, most definitely, I've never eaten. Okay, I don't eat pork. I haven't eaten pork in... I've said it's about four years because... Oh, so you used to eat pork. I did. I've never had pork ever in my life. You Lucky you. Yes, it's it a disgusting meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a disgusting meat. Yeah, but I mean, that's cool, though. You seem like a cool person to yourself. I know you share kind of similar... Mm -hmm. I, you seem like a really relatable person yourself. I know we share kind of a similar structure because, you know... Yeah. I grew up Muslim. You... I converted to Muslim yeah, at one point in time. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> do you feel like that helped as far as who I you are think, today? I definitely think it expanded my mind and I was able to see some things um, within the Muslim community uh, that I hadn't seen in the Christian community. Okay. And the way that um, Muslims think, um, the way that they, their whole lifestyle. Right. Um, my mom actually told me when I had first converted to being Muslim um, at that time is like Islam means full submission to God. Right. And I respected it because I felt like, you know, in the Christian community, a lot of the times, which I like, I guess I can say I'm back within the Christian community. Okay. Like, um, a lot of times people have one foot in, one foot out, you know, right. and a lot of time it's just doing what you want and you just have God on the side. Like, oh, you're going to come pick me up and save me. Right. But I'm out here, I'm out here doing what I've done when I'm, I'm out here doing what I want to do and when I'm done with it. Right. And I feel like, you know, um, it's disrespectful. Yeah. I feel like it's highly disrespectful. Um, I think in the Bible, some, ref some part of the Bible, I don't know the exact scripture, but where it says it's better to um, to be cold than lukewarm. Right. And that's that says something. Like you know, it's like he don't want you lukewarm. You can't be you can't be cold and then somewhat hot. You gotta right. be hot, <laughs> hot and all the and all the way, all the way in. You right. Know? <clears throat> I agree. Uh, I can see that. At a point in time, I, I felt like that was me, having one foot in, one foot out. Because I was raised as a Muslim, but also, like, my grandparents are Baptists. Baptists? Yeah. So, like, well, when my grandma was alive, she was, she was like, pro-Christianity. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have both of these sides. I have my mama's side of the family and all the Muslim community. It'd be like, this is what we're supposed to be doing right here. Then I have my grandparents and... My whole Christian side of the family be like, this is what y'all supposed to be doing right here. I feel so like that's like, what I'm going through right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, not so much as, like, from, like, my, my other side of the family. I just feel like, you know, um, <laughs> part of my family has, like, I just, right thing, this is the right thing, and this is what she need to be doing. And I that's feel how, like. That's how mine is. That's how mine was. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, this is what we doing. 
And then this side be like, this is what we doing. And what it does is cause like a bunch of confusion. I know. It right. like makes things extremely confusing for you. And I, I just like, I remember saying one day, I was like, do you, have you ever like considered that my path to salvation and to God will look different than yours? Right. Because it does. Nobody walks the same path getting to God. Right. So with you going through that, like, do you feel as if like going through that or even if you're going through it right now, do you feel like you're kind of questioning like what's really right? I have questioned what is right, but I'm like finding what's right for myself now. Okay. I don't like I'm not really permitting it to go on any longer because I just I, I know that God has shown up in so many ways in my life. Right. Since I, I was a little girl. And, you know, um, even now. And I just am going with what I always know. Okay. Yeah. That works. Mm-hmm. With myself, it's kind of... I used to question, like, what happens to people like us? Like, when you raise... You raise but hardcore by both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's like this side, they say they right. And this side say they right. So it's like, well, dang, if I'm born into this, mm-hmm. what happens to people like me? Because at the end of the day, I don't really know what's what. And That's then I don't want to make the wrong decision. Absolutely. But I think like, okay. <laughs> I ain't referencing this, but like when I was in a relationship, my ex and I, we would pray every single night that, like, God was leading our path. Okay. Like, the path that we were going down is the path that God wants us to. Christian know? or Muslim? Like, we're Christian. Okay. Like, praying, like, getting a Christian. But, like, I think it still applies. It can still okay. apply to you. Like, you can ask God, like, that he's directing you down a right path and that the path you're going on to is, like, the path that he wants you to. Right. You know, I can. I feel like you can ask God. Can you give me a sign that I'm going down a path that you want me Right. Me too. Because ultimately, God doesn't want His children to be confused about anything, or ultimately, even about their relationship with Him. Right. So, how was your? How, I mean, if you don't mind touching on it, how was the whole relationship thing? I, I see you mentioned that a lot. Was that relationship something going on now? Is it still religious or what relationship? Oh, well, no, no, I'm not being funny. I'm not being funny. <laughs> Which one? Um, my my ex. Yeah. Is that the one you're speaking of? Or are you my relationship with God? Oh, the ex. Oh, that's no longer going forth at all. Okay. I um, and that's because of his mental health. I feel like um, he's black, toxic. Huh? Was he toxic? He was toxic. Okay. I want to choose my words carefully because I just don't want to talk down on him as a person. Oh, right, 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 right. He was not, like, some terrible person. I just feel like we in the black community, we need help, and we reject getting help. I agree. I agree. We make it, like, this negative um, concentration. (laughs) Not concentration. What's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) I don't even know. I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I, don't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. We make it this negative connotation. That's the word. Right. And it's not at all. Right. You know, I remember the first time, like, I like I had a therapist. My mom was like, well, it's this. You need to go to therapy. 
And I was like upset, like you, she should say I'm crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> I am not crazy. Right. But that's what wasn't what she was saying at all. Right. Um. She just didn't feel like I had the right tools available. Right. So she said, send me some. Sent me to someone who had the tools available to help me with what I was going through. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. She really looked out. My mom would be looking out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what's up. The mom would be looking out, don't they? Yeah, my mama the same way. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I haven't really had no. I've had a couple of incidents to where I I didn't feel like I needed a therapist though to solve those problems. That's good. Yeah. Like, what did you do in those moments that like you've had those incidents and you didn't feel like a therapist? Um. You didn't need a therapist. It was more so like certain incidents that I feel like I. Certain incidents, I went and go talk to like my old heads, older people who like look out for me or whatever. And they was like, you know, they not gonna tell me, they not gonna just be yes men to me. They right. gonna tell me like, okay, you really put yourself in that situation, right? So I take heed to that. So like a lot of certain situations, like as of recent, as of late, I'm gonna give you a perfect example: my car reason why I had to buy a brand new car is because somebody did damage to my car. Somebody tried to kill me and, like, a lot of other crazy stuff. But, while... Yeah, it's serious. Yeah, seriously. But, even though that situation happened, and it was that person's fault, it really wasn't my fault. I was just put into a situation that I had nothing to do with. But, after talking to, you know, everybody, getting everybody's different viewpoints... I really can't blame nobody but myself because mm-hmm. I had an option to be like, no, I don't know what's going on, but I didn't do that. I was just put into a situation. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, it happened. But in that particular situation, because it's like, that particular situation taught me that, like, you didn't when, need a therapist for that, baby. That would have you shook. Like. Nah, nah. <laughs> it gets worse. I tell I tell you off camera. Okay. I tell you camera, it got a little bit worse. I didn't really need a therapist because mentally I was fine. Like, cause I'm like I knew God if you. if I would have controlled the situation, it wouldn't even went down like that. But I was letting older people control the situation, and I'm thinking that they had you know the knowledge, the knowledge, and everybody's best interest. But just more so. I should have handled it myself. I should have just took control over everything. That's one thing I learned is like, just going forward into 2022 is just taking control of like every situation mm-hmm. that I can. If I can control it, just control it and like not let nobody steer me from something. If I know something's gonna go left or I feel funny energy, just go ahead and address it right there and right then and there instead of like. That's crazy. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're okay? Fine. <laughs> Mentally, that got me kind of messed up. I'm like, oh, well, well. <laughs> man, I got some real stories. Like, that's nothing, but even like, I've been in worse situations. Mm-hmm. But in all of those situations that I've been through, whether it's people trying to kill me, whether it's people trying to do negative stuff to me, I just I learned from my mistakes because a lot of situations. I took accountability for it. Mm. I was like, that's you know, important. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that's like, 
I live life trying to hold every. I feel like everybody should be held accountable. Oh, but it's not up to you to hold people accountable. Like, okay, I, I, I kind of live like that too. Right. So that's how I'm like, you can't hold right. other people accountable because it's just. You can hold people accountable, but I don't think people are really necessarily receptive to that. Right. I think people would like to feel like they played no hand in anything that they've done. Right. You know, um, they, like, have no hand in anything that they do at all. Um, and that's crazy to me because yeah. I can't operate on that level. I can't operate being unrealistic with myself or blind to myself and making myself think, I didn't have any part in any situation that happened in my life, and I didn't have any hand in the things that have happened to me. Right. You know? <clears throat> I can't stand um, people who have a victim mentality. It irks me. I hate it, too. But I've learned that, like, in every situation that I go through, I always hold myself accountable first mm-hmm. to see, like, the thing. I give myself time to think. Like, so... What could I would have done that could have made this outcome different? Mm-hmm. Before I come for anybody else, I always think like, okay, what could I did to make this not go this way? And that's helped me a lot. Because now it gives me the opportunity and now it gives me just the mindset of like, before I do anything, I think like five times before I do it. Mm-hmm. Or before I make a decision. Or just anything. I, I try to make a decision or do anything with a thoughtful plan what do you do like in the moments like like in moments like you need an instant reaction for something do you still think five times like before like uh now i do when i went through that situation no because my re- my reaction when that first happened my reaction was like like he was gonna get. He was gonna get harm done to him. He was gonna what? He was gonna get harm done to him. That person was gonna get harm done to him. Oh. Yeah, like that was immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it. I thought about it though. But like now, I do think every. I think five times before I do anything. Else. Like, that's that's a good thing. Cause I understand that. Like I'm one of those people. Like I have a lot going on. Like college. I'm in college. I run multiple businesses. Also, uh, got a lot, I got a lot going on, like just yeah. success. I'm bound to be successful, basically. And people, yeah. Sometimes become jealous when they see success. Yeah, but also it's like I it's a little different when, okay, I'm 22 years old. That person who did something to me was way older. Way older. That's what's sad So about it. it's like, but I had to look at it from, because one of my OGs told me, they were like, you, had to, you have to look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing this, trying to get to be somewhere successful, but this person probably has nothing to lose. And then, like, you know, you look at this person's backstory and look at this person's just history in general, he has nothing to lose. That's sad. When, you don't, when you're 30 plus and you don't have a house of your own, don't have cars, kids, 
money, jobs type stuff. Mm-hmm. You really don't got nothing to lose. So like, you just ready to do anything to somebody versus somebody like me. If I was to do something crazy to somebody, everything that I work hard for, podcasts, my degrees, businesses, everything is not going to matter. Especially if I'm locked up. Yeah. But I had to start thinking, it's like, I got. I had to really watch who I you let around me. Not even hang around, because I wasn't hanging around the person. I was just, I let somebody put me in a situation that I really didn't have no idea or idea of. Because I've been growing up, like, I've been, like, kind of cut ties with, like, certain people who would hang around. Mm-hmm. I kind of like already. from high school? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been cut ties. Right. That particular situation, I just let somebody that I trusted put me in a situation, and that can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can definitely happen. Yeah, but it happens, though. Yeah. But I learned to be, I learned to be better though, and like look past it too, because it's like. Have you forgiven that person? No. 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 I don't think. I, but that I, can be a tough like I, I'm sorry for even asking that question because it's just like I um, I like have over the years have become increasingly introverted right. and I um, my introverted version, version whatever like <laughs> whatever the past tense of that word is right. introversion <laughs> Um, has like caused me to isolate myself and like I've lost friendships like as a result that some people understand it some people don't and um, I also lost friendships when I got in relationships yeah and like that sucked because it like I one thing I chose to do differently when I got like in my my previous relationship was stop telling my business Right. Like, you know, I had one relationship when I was 19. I used to tell all of my business. I'm like, girl, he did this. Like, right. he did that, you know. And it was not, like, it was terrible. And it caused a lot, a lot of drama within my life. So, like, I, wanting to learn from that situation, I just cut it off altogether. I was like, I'm not going to tell any of my business. So, were you exposing, like, top secret information? What do you mean? Like, intimate information? Or was it just when I was like... 19? Yeah, or was it just like... It was intimate information, like stuff that should, should have really just stayed between him and I. Oh, okay. It really okay. should have. Okay, I can understand it. <clears throat> and, like, you know... I'm kind of one of the perfect people, like, I don't have no in-between... I'm really either hot or cold, and I'm still learning how to have some in-between. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I just cut it off. I'm like, I'm not telling none of my business. My friend's like, oh, girl, what can you do? Oh, I'm not discussing that. Like, just... Right. And some people didn't like that. You know, and it, it is what it is. It hurt. Like, it right. hurt a lot. And, like, those are the things, like, situations I'm able to navigate mentally, my, navigate mentally and work myself out of without a therapist. It's like, you know, just um, just like unfamiliar cir- circumstances and unfamiliar unfamiliar things. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I need to go talk to the therapist about this because this, this is different for me. I've never dealt with anything like this before, you know? Right. 
Yeah, I definitely understand. Um, I can understand that. But I'm one of those people, like, now, as I'm older, like, since I graduated high school, I'm one of those people, like, I'm open about everything. I used to be like that. Yeah. Except, like, I mean, I'm, like, intimate information or, like, top secret information, I'm not going to say nothing. Right. You can ask me anything, I'm going to, like, just be open about it. Yeah. I'm one of those people, like, I'm, like, honest to the point to where it's, like. Brute. Yeah, it's Kurt. Yeah. 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 Really. <laughs> I just keep it real. Uh, I think that's important, but like another thing, I think people just lack just people would like to say, "Oh, I'm real, I'm honest, I'm," the, but it's just straight up rude. Yeah. There's like a, like a level to being like, "Oh, I'm just being real with you and just being like, I just want to hurt you." Right. Right. And I I think uh I don't think people get those confused. I think people lie and say it's one thing like. Say, lie and say, oh, I'm just being honest, and really they're just intending to hurt and chill. Right. And I think that has become like a huge problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, what I will say, I've had one of those, I've had one of those situations in my life to where it's like, even now, I struggle with it now. I be being brutally honest with people, but people really like take it as like, I'm trying to be hurtful. Really? Yeah, but I just I how figured out what it was though. though. Like, how, do you just like okay? Let me think of a hypothetical. Um, I go hard. You go, I go hard. You don't got no in between either. <laughs> uh, I don't, cause I I feel like I I feel like certain stuff is zero tolerance. I have zero tolerance for certain stuff. Like what? Like. Certain people, I'm, I'm gonna use young men for ex, uh, example. A young man who uh, who's going through a situation, good GPA, uh, great upbringing, uh, everything is just great about that person. But they putting themselves around stupid people. Stupid people. Oh, baby, that sound like my ex. Yeah. <laughs> When he was younger, he did that, and he um, put himself in like stupid situations. He paid the stupid man's tax. Wow. You never heard of that? Like the stupid man's tax? Like no. Like um, you do stupid things, you got to pay the cost for it. Oh, okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, like there's like. I think many don't realize like. There's a cost to every single thing. Right. I learned that early. Yeah. Even like with me doing what I'm doing now, that's why I'm very picky on who I hang around now mm. or who I even deal with just in general because it's like I have a lot going on, but somebody who might be twice my age or just a regular person might not have nothing going on. So if they end up doing something, at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one end up paying for it. Just because I'm that person who's like running the show type deal. Right. Which is really like messed up, but it's life. Like I've been in several situations to where I've had to pay for people's mess ups. Even in real estate, like we really- yeah, yeah, I'm real estate, I understand. <laughs> you gotta pay for for people, other people's mistakes. It's very easy. Yeah. Um just 
Yeah, I'm gonna keep that part private, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets um, real. Yeah, I I can understand that. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever had to pay for like other, my sister's mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like growing up in the house with siblings, like oh, you get blamed for it, but your sibling did. I wasn't yeah. doing that. I mean, I mean, I went through that with my siblings. Yeah, I'm talking about like just more so like situations a lot of situations I have nothing to do with or like I know it's not my fault because I handle I'm one of those people but like how do you get in those well I I don't want to know how do you get in those situations yeah I I get more so just like I feel like I have a big heart mm, so I look out for people do you feel like that's often taken advantage of or manipulated sometimes at a point in time it was but like now it's just like I have zero tolerance. Yeah, um, zero tolerance. I went, I went through that too, where I um, my, I grew up very sheltered. Right. Um, Me too. Until I moved to Mississippi, and when I like moved to Mississippi, like my last two years of high school, like I was just exposed to so much, like at one time. And just like instantly my eyes were open to like a lot of stuff. And I feel like because I grew up sheltered, it was easier to take advantage of the things that I did not know. Right. You know, even with like my, like the very first relationship that I had, like I was very innocent thinking. Like I had a very like (laughs) innocent way of thinking. Right. I think I still kind of do, like, in some ways. I, I don't know. I used to be, want to see, like, the good and everybody good and every single thing. Now I'm just, like, I just see things for what they are and it is what it is. I went through that, too. Mm-hmm. And my, actually, like, so I grew up sheltered, too. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I really, I literally grew up in an all-Muslim community. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, basically, like, we're, like, a tribe of Indians. Everybody's a Muslim. So it's structured everywhere. So, and I grew up in that environment all the way up until I was, like, six. Then when I moved to Florida, I kind of dibbled and dabbled into, like, public school. But not public school. Okay. But not really, though. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, like, what? I moved to Orlando. I went to an all-Muslim school in Orlando all the way up until I was... What was that thing you It was different. Was it positive? Uh, it was good and bad. I love the experience in Orlando. I actually want to move back. Orlando, I've, I lived in Orlando for some months. It's amazing. Yeah. There. It's just like, it's very diverse. It's pretty. It's just like, it's very big. Right. And like, they have like quiet area, quiet areas and they have like non-quiet areas. I love Orlando. Yeah, like it's, that's my hometown. But... More so, like, just going to a Muslim school is, like, a lot of people, before I left Orlando, I started to realize, like, a lot of Arabs, because my people are traditional Sunni Muslims. Mm-hmm. A lot of Arabs didn't know of black Muslims, like a actual black Muslim that's not a part of the nation of Islam, but, like, mm-hmm. actual black Muslims. So it's like, I'm the only black kid there. So it's very different. But Did it you just... racism? Nah. No. I ain't really experienced racism. 
I had a lot. I had certain people though who like played with me. Like, like I used to be really violent when I was younger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I had a, I, I made it known like I'm not to be played with. Uh huh. So I've had those type of situations, but never really suffered from any racism. Anymore. Me personally, I've never really dealt with racism. Really? Yeah, like I've dealt with it. Well, I have at Pensacola State. I actually got fired from there, like oh another situation. Really? Yeah. I've dealt with it like in multiple circumstances. I've dealt with it like Pensacola and I I say like I think like the racism I've dealt with, um Pensacola was more covert. Okay. Um, like was more um Discreet. Discreet. It was very discreet. Right. Um, like, like, oh, I'm not picking on her. I'm not doing, you know. Um, and the racism I dealt with in Mississippi. I would assume that was through the roof. That I dealt with some crazy stuff. Do you know they watch Roots in ninth grade? Yeah. As a part of the curriculum? Yeah, I'm aware. In Mississippi. That is some crap. My mind was t- twisted. I was arguing with the teachers. I was like, this is a part of the curriculum. I was like, why do you think that this is the only thing that we can learn about the black community? Right. I agree. It was crazy. Like, in, I remember, I will never forget. <laughs> I argued with my history teacher and it took over the whole class period and I, one of like my classmates had to drag me out of class oh, wow. when I, I think it was in either 11th or 12th grade I don't know which which grade it was but she was like <laughs> it's funny now right. but okay let me get myself together you <laughs> she, um, we were learning about the civil rights era she's just like black women didn't know this was happening just like they were like oh, wow. in their homes and they didn't know what was going on on outside of your homes and I was like girl you're lying I like I loved history growing up right I feel like there is a lot a lot of power and knowledge in knowing what has happened in the past, past. right and and she was just like you know um I, they just didn't know what's happening. I uttered under my, mu- uh, muttered under my, like, mumbled under my breath, privilege. At this time, like, this is, like, pre, like, you know, um, Black Lives Matter era, like, right. getting, like, ushered in, like, before white privilege was just, like, thrown around. I didn't know what white privilege was. I had really never heard, heard of it before. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I said, I didn't say white privilege, but since you said white privilege, let's go with it. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, it was, it was privilege, a privilege for them to be within their homes and to act like they didn't know what was going on outside of their houses. And I was just like, you know, um, I just kept going. We just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And because I was so honest, years later, she added me on Facebook after high school. Right. And she was just like, I love having you as my student and so and so forth. Like being honest with people, people respect that. Right. Well, at least she came back afterwards. And... She didn't apologize for what she oh, did, but okay. she. Wow, wow. <laughs> but, 
what she said about it or about us arguing, but more so just like respected me because of the person I was and how honest I yeah, was. Yeah, just standing up. And being educated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I salute that. I, uh, being in Orlando, it just, it's, I didn't really understand what I was going through in Orlando until I got back to Pensacola. Really? When I came to Pensacola, that's when I got exposed to, like, the whole other side of the world. I got exposed to, like, uh, the hood. I got exposed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I knew what was going on, but it was more so like a... It was a different experience that prepared me it prepared me for what I was going to come through when I came back to Pensacola. So when I come back to Pensacola, I start um, middle school, but actually going to public school and high school. So like, I'm like, basically, I get introduced to this whole nother world. Like, I didn't really that know. like familiar with. Yeah, like mm-hmm. black America, like being in the hood, being open to like uh, sex, people having sex like at school. In middle school. People getting, people bringing guns, knives. They about guns and knives? Fight, fight, all types of See, stuff. I grew up on, like, the the suburbs of Pensacola. Okay. And... Well, see, I grew up that way, too. But I actually went to these schools, though. I went to public school, too. Okay, see, And, I like, up until, like, my, my... I went to one year um, that was sort of... That was a magnet high school. Right. But... Like, the public schools, like, in Pensacola, like, in certain areas, it's just, like, going to, to private school. Right. Like, to a certain degree. Right. Um, like, yeah, you do, like, have children, like, who live, like, in the hood and stuff, but it's more white people than yeah. anything, you know? So. Yeah. And it's like, when I really came out of Pensacola, and start going to high school and middle school that really like kind of opened me up to like it's a whole different world out here because I was unsheltered it was like this whole time period from like since I was a baby all the way up until I was like 14, 15 I was sheltered so you had a culture shock yeah real culture shock I had a culture shock when I moved to Mississippi cause even now like a lot of people say like a lot of people who I talk to now from here they always always tell me I'm weird you're weird? Yeah. And what way? More so just like, they never met nobody like me. That thinks on the level that you think? Yeah. Or just, and also just like. And why would they think that's weird? They ain't seen nothing different. That, that, and being in Orlando and like just traveling like the country and like associated with different cultures kind of taught me it's like it's very I, I, diverse it's very diverse but a lot of people have never seen that a lot of people are just stuck to seeing the same old same old right. every single day right and it was like dang but a like, lot of people are a lot of people haven't been outside of Pensacola it's a lot of people who haven't been outside of Mississippi and I, I like when I lived in Mississippi it was just like crabs in a barrel right. it was just some of the craziest stuff like I like have seen like people who never want like their ultimate goal in life was not to evolve not to see anything out of me and I'm like 
I just came from a place like people want to be outside of like outside right. of the city. People are striving to get out of the city, you know. And like the city isn't even as bad as like you know um, some of the things like you dealt with here. You know, it was depressing to me. Right. Like to see like my community people just to be like so close-minded. That was something I went through like close-minded individuals. And not I, everybody's in the city like that. Let me just say that. Like, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> just some of the people I've, I experienced. But I learned, I also had to learn, like, certain people are going to be like that, and there's no changing them. Mm-hmm. That was a hard thing for me to get past. It's like... Really? Yeah, because, like, dang, like, people don't want to change. Yeah. Even if I'm doing great, like, even, like, so say I became a millionaire today, still not gonna make you change who you are like no like dang that's crazy i had a hard time kind of dealing with that because i had a lot of friends who when i when i came back to pensacola it's like i had a lot of friends who were great people that didn't grow up in the streets but now they're in the streets and they doing that full time you cannot convince them anything else anything any other life outside of that's some crazy stuff to me you know, um, I had some people that I grew up around, like, not from the hood, but want to be, like, in the hood so bad. I'm like, do you right. people in the hood don't want to be from the hood? Like, you know? Right. Some people don't. Some people want to be freed from, like, free from that. Right. Mentally, physically, spiritually. Right. Financially. I, but I, you go to it. Right. They want to be a part of it. That was always weird to me, like, in high school especially. It was like, dang, like, more, I started to see it after high school. It was like. Oh, it definitely happened then. I know all of these people. I'm like, bro, like, I know you. A lot of, especially a lot of people I see that's on Jailview. It's like, dang, like. But that's mainstream, like, celebrities influencing. I feel a lot of people are influenced by what they see. Right. Like, they see these celebrities gang bang. (laughs) Like yeah. being thugs, you know, they still moving, moving weight or whatever. Like, um, and they want to do it. They want to emulate what these rappers, rappers are doing. Right. They want it. That's crazy to me because I have never wanted to live in another woman's shoes. Right. I like, nor have I ever like desired being famous. That's weird. Right. I, st- I can, s- but I can see how you know they looking up to these people because one thing that I learned is like a lot of people who, a lot of people look up to in the black community is in this day and age is not we don't have no real Martin Luther Kings that's on a level to where they're on TV 24-7 mm-hmm. or Malcolm X's or anybody that black people can really flock to except for rappers that's who likes and really that's like, not by, by an accident right at all like that's not you know these men like sign contracts and I think what lies in some of their contracts is that they do have to do some of this stuff right but it's to the point where it's like I see like this is the only thing that's really portrayed like if you don't go out your way to go find something else positive you're this is where you're gonna be looking at you're, the negative you're always gonna be looking at the negative mm. And that's what I like. It clicked for me like a couple months ago. It's like, dang, like, for somebody like myself, to order for me to be successful with my oil business, 
uh, real estate or just pod, even podcasts. It's like I have to go be proactive and figure out how to do all of this stuff and put it together mm-hmm. and make it happen. And be willing to learn from other people. Right. But if somebody who's really don't have no plan, no aspiration to do anything at all, it's like they're going to go with whatever they see on TV. Like, mom, yeah. when I grew up, I want to be like this rapper. Too pop. Yeah, I'm yeah. Be <laughs> Especially when they don't see that, like, when mama's not a doctor. Huh? When, especially, like, when they see certain things, like, mama not being a doctor. Uh, yeah, it lies in the household, too, household as well, because they don't see their parents, like, doing anything. Yeah. They see their parents looking at these people, leading them to, for them to be led in life. They're going to be doing, grow up to be doing the same thing that their parents do. And I just, I think people are very motivated by materialism. And it's a right. sad thing to be like motivated. It's very empty to be motivated by materials and materials only. You're leading a very empty life. Right. You know, um, that's crazy. Um, I have some family members who are like that. Really? I don't know if it's necessarily celebrities that are motivated them. I don't know what motivates them to be like be like that but like they're very materialistic people right um I can see that uh how do you deal with that I don't I don't talk to them <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly just being real I'm the same way I don't talk to them it's because I find like find that they are very rah-rah like yeah. be motivated by stupid stuff and I'm like baby I don't have time for it like that's an yeah, ignorant way of thinking like a lot of times people are mo- motivated by materialistic things they're not looking to expand their minds in other areas in right. other areas they're not reading right they're not looking at the things the things that are going on around them they're being the things that are going around right going on around them that's <laughs> actually something I had to I had to learn how to deal with with my some of my cousins mm. it's like I had some cousins who they're really from the country so like the only thing that they're really taught up to do out there is to grow up and be a big time football player basketball player and make it big so like I had a couple of them who were they could have been pros mm-hmm. but when they finally got outside of their city and everybody's not a fan of theirs once they get out the city or whatever and they have to prove themselves to other people uh-huh. they couldn't do it so they went to the streets so it's like I stopped associating with I, now I have no problem like I would cut anybody off I've, I've gotten to a point like where like like you're not above getting cut off yeah yeah yeah, I, I'll cut anybody off too. <laughs> I have that mentality about myself as well. But um, I feel like it's necessary now, though. It is completely necessary. Like you, yeah. It's honestly, it sounds selfish, but you have to preserve yourself first. Right. You can't be drawn into everybody else's stuff and not be preserving you. But I don't think it's necessarily negative, though, because I don't think it's selfish either. Because the first. Law of nature is self-preservation. So, you know, and also, like, you know, before I can save you, I got to save myself first. Yeah. 
That's true. That's true. Have you ever seen the um the show Lovecraft Country? I have not. Okay. It's like it's a very like I just have never seen a show like that was depicted black people like this. Right. That depicted like black women being scientists. Like okay. black men um just wanting to be like the savior of their family. Or just like the the show was just amazing. It just like they're not renewing it. HBO is just uh, they're, they're not, not renewing, renewing it. it. It's terrible because, like, the show had me boohoo crying. Like, I was crying real tears because it. I don't even know how to describe, put into words what the show was. It was just that good. Right. Well, I mean, in that case, if it's on HBO, I'm definitely check it you out. Should check it out. I'm gonna check it out. But I was, a little, I'm, I'm a little scary. So it's like some scary parts in here, like right. where they're robotic <laughs> stuff. I just like speed past it because I've, yeah, that's right. how I grew up. I grew up in with my grandparents and like, oh, my grandma's like, oh, we don't play scary movies in this house. Like, we don't. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I grew up like that too. But even like with me growing up like that, now, like, as I'm older, I realize it's like, because since, so since my uncle passed away, mm-hmm. I realize that I'm the only male heir left in my family. Really? Yeah. That has to be extremely tough. It is. And I, I felt like a lot of feel like a lot of weight on your shoulders. I used to feel like it was a lot of weight on my shoulders, but it's like I get like a lot of people who like now it's like I'm on the right track. A lot of people like always tell me. A lot of the older people that tell me like I'm on the right track when it comes to doing certain stuff mm-hmm. and doing stuff the right way. Because mm-hmm. I always think before I do something, but that's why I'm so eager to like do a podcast or real estate, uh, get myself in order before I even decide I want to have a family. I completely understand that. I've always navigated life like on that level too. I um, have always considered the things I've done because I'm like one day I will have children. Right. I have to explain these things to them, and my children may be may reap the seed that I sowed. Right. And I don't want my children to reap the seed that I sowed. Right. So I'm like always very careful about my decisions. And I think like nobody really does that. Right. And then also it don't it don't necessarily put a lot of weight on my shoulders. Only thing that really it puts a weight on my shoulders is just for my family, they just want me to graduate college. Mm-hmm. Cause I've never quit throughout my whole journey of school. I've always been in school. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's more so my, the burden that's on my back is just more so as I realize that with me being the male, last male heir, means I have to like literally like take myself and my family to the next level. If I don't, like, it's going to be rough. Like, it's just going to be women. I'm in a um, a family full of women. Oh, like, wow. Like, my, aunt, my, my auntie, like... In our intermediate family, she has had all boys. Like wow. she has two boys, and um, we are in a very female-dominated family. Same here. And I, I grew up with seven sisters. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of sisters. A lot of female energy too. I know. I feel like male energy is important. 
Yeah. Especially like it's both in both women and men's life. Right. I feel like I got lucky though, cause I didn't grow up with my dad in my life, mm-hmm. cause I don't know my dad. But I grew up with a lot of. I have I had a lot of great male influences mm-hmm. to like steer me on the right path. But also I did my reason. Like I just. Same. I was just one of those people who really studied. I know my father, but I'd rather be like no relation because. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't talk to him. Because he's um, a very negative person. Oh, wow. And has a very huge victim mentality. Wow, really? I, to the, to the, to the like, place, I can't even interact with him because it's just that bad. I, I can't deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I, uh, see, I've never met mine, so I really can't say. Mm-hmm. A lot of people used to ask me, they used to be like, um, is it... If I feel some type of way, I've never felt no type of way. Has it's, your mom ever told you, like, you have, like, certain ways about, like, that are just like your father? No. No? She doesn't talk about him? Oh. We talked about it before, but it's more so like a... He kind of, basically, he kind of... So, my father was Christian. Mm-hmm. My mama had me. I guess my mama, she was already Muslim. She didn't want to have a... She wanna have me raised as a Christian. She wanna have me raised as a Muslim. Hence, like, you know, the whole Muslim community. So my sister's dad adopted me. Your sisters? My sister's dad adopted me. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically that was the story. Basically my dad gave me up for adoption. For for the most part. If that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So like I never never met him, never like really had no aspect. I actually have a like a really crazier story. I'll tell you off camera though. Okay. Cause I don't want to expose nobody's business, but it's more so pertaining to me though. But I've had some like crazy instances to in order for me to find out that information, I had to have somebody like somebody was tracking me down on Instagram. Like how you found out that person was tracking you down? They told me. Oh, okay. They DM me on Instagram. Okay. I was like, I've been looking for you for like twenty some years. Wow. And like they thought like I was their son. They thought they were? Yeah. How did they know your mom was your mama? They were married at a, at a point in time. Wow. I but I'll tell you the rest of that off camera. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy though. But my parents were teenage lovers. They they had yeah. when they were teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they they were in a relationship with me, they're teenagers. I'm being so well. I guess they were teenage lovers. I don't really care. I've never been one been one of those people who's cared about their family, like their parents being together. And I yeah. found it so weird. Like, what's my parents are getting divorced? I'm like, that's them. Yeah. I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything because I I don't know, but like, I know what it's like to. Have so like have that like come up with in my family or whatever and like like two people I'm very very close with but it's just like I feel like it's always so weird how people react to it. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people like I ain't gonna lie. I didn't really start seeing like great relationships till like I got grown. Same. Like till now, like I don't. I've never like seen like a mama and dad in the household is one or the other. 
I have. My grandparents are in the same house. I grew up in the same household with my grandparents. I mean, that's my grandparents. Before my grandma died, like, they was together for, like, 30 plus yeah. years. I've never, other than that, I've never seen, like, I didn't grow up with that myself. I see, like, my mom and pops, but, like, that happened when I was older. Like, my mom and pops, I feel like they have, like, a, a positive relationship. Like, they're always, like, looking to grow within their relationship. Right. You know? Um... I feel like that's partially because they're Muslims as well. I think that helped more so like a, my mama looked out though. Like, so even though like I had, over the time she's been married a couple times, I met some great men, I met some bad men. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the great men, I still talk to them to this day. They help me with life and stuff. They keep me structured, but also like my mama even bringing me around the nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. That changed my life a lot. Mm-hmm. Nation of Islam is really like what kind of put me on to like having my head on straight. That's amazing. Yeah, like, so I met them like here in Pensacola, like when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. So like, but they like show me like, it's like different black men out here. Yeah, there are. Yeah, cause I'm like, they like, what I was seeing before the that. The men and the nation are a different breed. Yeah, cause see, I had never seen like black positive black robots mm-hmm. cause I grew up in an all Muslim community so like I seen great Arabs mm-hmm. great Arab men uh, I grew up around that so like but around that time 2014 to shoot even now like it's like for 2014 was really like opened my mind to like okay 2014? yeah it's mm-hmm. like it's positive black men out here and I started hanging out with the nation. It was like, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. But then that's where I kind of started like my conscious journey of like learning like knowledge yourself mm-hmm. and just learning how to think on my own. Yeah. I, I'd say like um, independent thinking has been with me since I was a child. My oh, wow. mom told one of my friends, she's like, she's not a yes man daughter. Like, she's not a yes man to anybody. I've always been like extremely. Um, an extremely independent thinker and it was something that was encouraged right for me to have like not to allow anybody to think for me um i've always like wanted to, like just done a bunch of research on stuff looked like i've always just i guess it can say it can i can say it started with like when i was younger i seen like uh like elizabeth taylor and she was depicted as Cleopatra. Right. And Cleopatra was being depicted as a white woman. Right. And I was just like, okay, like I know I'm learning in my social studies class that Egypt is in Africa, African people are black. You know? Right. I was like, how can, like, you know, historically Cleopatra be a white woman? And like, I've always, like, I guess I can say that's one of the first instances I remember the child searching for the truth other than God like you know my journey for like searching the truth about God like I can say started like somewhere around that time before or after because I just like it's like there's <laughs> so wait my Jesus is this like, yeah. <laughs> I feel you though like, <laughs> like I was always that person though, like, growing up, 
even now, like, I'm always that one person like, bro, who, who's white Jesus is this? I, I was always that one individual just to call it out, like. I think it's, I, a lot of black people still think there is a white Jesus, you right. know? And, um, I just think that just goes back to, like, the mental acrobats they did to us in slavery. Right. Like, and it's crazy. I think there's a new slavery now, you know, that we're unaware of. Like, we're slaves to our phones. We're slaves to um, our possessions. We're slaves to, um, quote-unquote, fashion. Because some of what y'all be wearing is not fashion. (laughs) I think all of that ties into, like... We're enslaved mentally now. Mental. Yeah, mental slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're thinking the same thing. Enslaved mentally. Yeah, right. We're enslaved mentally now. Like, as then, like, it was a physical thing. Even when, like, they, our ancestors were in, in bondage, they wanted to be free. But right. we are in bondage, and we don't want to be free from our mental slavery. Right. But it's also <clears throat> gotten to a point to where it's like, I, under, I understand both sides. Because it's what? like, being in slavery and don't want to be out to what we're going through right now. Because mm. it's like... Okay, we got past physical slavery. Mm-hmm. Then we skip over, skip all the way over to like the 60s. We go through the Black Panther era, the Nation of Islam era. Mm-hmm. That gets wiped out by the FBI. Mark gets killed. Malcolm gets killed. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, it's like every time, every time that we try to come up, get shot down so it's I, I feel like it's gotten to a point to where it's just like we're complacent with the fact that okay we're able to live in, they, in this racist environment mm-hmm. in this unfair environment but as long as we got our music as long as we got our little money but our music is keeping us trapped right but then see that's the thing though i'm saying like we're complacent with that as a whole as a whole people not everybody but it just as a whole people combined it's like we're just complacent to where it's yeah. not people they don't want to really do better anymore no like I think um, what was it that I seen I seen something on TikTok where like there was a woman she was saying like claiming to be a, a, a former witch yeah, yeah. huh really yes and she was like you know um like she was on like set of like a scary movie or something like that there's something along those lines and she was like they were casting spells right um before like like you know uh before you know filming like asking that like you know what needed to be done like was was done or whatever and she was like you know you just need to be careful with your listening to what you're watching because it's not just done like in television it's done in music too and it just took me back I was like you know I was talking to my mom I was like you know TV at one point in time by our grandparents by our elders and our family was called programming because that's what it was yeah right that's what it is it's programming right and like you know over time like I wasn't here like uh a guide and it used to be called TV program I believe that's what it was called I'm not sure over I feel like over time like it just got 
drop down to television or oh, I'm just watching television. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just watching television. And um, But even then, like, I see where you're going with the convo because as I study, like, the world and what's going on in the world mm-hmm. nowadays, I see what's going on in Russia. And in Russia, the way, like, Russia, like, handles a lot of wars or anything that they're into, mm-hmm. the, their number one weapon is propaganda. And media a delusion. They can weaponize the me- like yeah. what's going on in the media. Because in what I from what I've heard, what I've seen on TikTok, Instagram, it's my own research. In Russia, the people there, their media doesn't project that they are invading Ukraine. They don't feel like it's an invasion. They feel like they're helping those people. But that's all based off the way the media is. Right? And America thinks they're the greatest country in the world. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It just depends on how you <laughs> But even like in World War Two and World War One, that was a big weapon is the art of um, the media. Media. Delusion. Because mm. they were making it seem like, you know, everybody but America. Even because they had political cartoons mm. to where it was depicted. Everybody, that, if you weren't American, you were an enemy. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And I... It's still like people still can't carry that same mind frame. Like right. the different races, they still carry that different mind frame. Like you're not American, you're an enemy. Like even like, you know, I think that's something that has like kind of died down or maybe it hasn't. Like, you know, with um, white people telling, go back to your country, go back to your country or whatever, you know? Right. It's just like they still, some people still think, oh, if you're not American, you're an enemy. Like. Right. <clears throat> Now, with you saying that, how do you think, how do you think we can, like, we as a people, just anybody in general, how do you think they, people can escape mental slavery? This may sound like a little weird, but isolating yourself mentally. Like, okay. you know, um, about the things that are keeping you captive, mm-hmm. isolating yourself from that. Fasting. Like, fasting. Right. I was that's what I was just I'm fasting right now yeah <laughs> like you're Ramadan uh-huh. mm-hmm. like I feel that people don't realize they should take like a lot of breaks from what they're watching and what they're listening to right I feel like you should take as many breaks as possible from like listening to the stuff and see how you feel spiritually right like after that because I, I'm telling you you will feel a difference like it's a huge difference at that um, I feel like you um, mentally you can free yourself also by the things you eat, by the things you're putting into your mouth, and the things you're feeding yourself. You know, food was at one point in time medicine. Right. The way we eat food right now, like the way we, it's no longer, it's no longer yeah, that. Yeah, right. It's chemicals and, and all type of stuff. Right. Um, that's the way I think we can free ourselves. I agree though, because. Um, with with uh myself, I've learned that like I've I'm always a positive individual nowadays. Mm-hmm. I don't really think negative, but when I when I do think negative, I started to learn is like when I distance myself from listening to murder music. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot clearer. I don't listen to that. I like I okay. I love old music like I like I me love, too I um I own records but even then like 
I always go back to this because it's just like our grandparents, our elders, they had to term they're like, oh, you listen to that devil music. You listen to that devil right, music. Right, right. What was the reason they were calling it, calling it devil music? Because anything that's not for God is ultimately for the devil. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know, though. It depends because, I mean, I think it could be a song. It could be a possible song in the music. Don't necessarily have to be for God, but it cannot necessarily be for the devil either. It could be for ones getting their mental right, or one a person showing somebody how to walk a straight and narrow path. I, okay, I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like it's necessary. Now I can see to where you know. I'm more still this, talking about the mentality. Then, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, uh, I'm a fan of all music, so I, it's like, but I noticed that when I like take a break from listening to modern hip hop as far as the murder drill genre, that's like, uh, I, you know, I heard, okay, what was that new song, Nicki Minaj and Fivio, is it Fivio Foreign? Fivio Foreign. And that this. was like one of the first examples that I've like. I think I've listened to drill music. That was the first time I think I've listened to. Oh wow! To so before. you never listened to drill music? No, no. Like little does little dirt do drill music? Yeah, basically what that is. I don't know him. Like Chicago. That's I don't. This listen. has been around for like almost ten years now. I don't listen to him. I don't. I think like I've heard like a song that he's done with Tiana um, Taylor, but like I don't listen. Wow. To any of those people who like any of the new artists that have come out like within the the last decade or so, I don't like. I don't listen to them. Wow, that's I, different. I've never met nobody like that. I know because like when I discovered like you know what secular music was doing in this day day and age, I was like, oh heck no, I can't like. I don't even listen to Beyonce like that no more. Wow. The only reason like I've heard some of her new songs is because I've been in my Pilates classes. Like, <laughs> I've even learned though, like, since I'm still around it in certain instances, mm-hmm. that music right now is kind of like what's influencing, like, why you see, like, nowadays, like, the murder rate is up. Oh, yeah. Like, so do you think, what was that? Uh, was it the governor in New York who was trying to ban drill music? Yeah. That it was the governor, right? Yeah. What do you think about him, like, trying to do that? Do you think it was um, something like he should have just minded his business on or do you think it was like it came from a good place? Nah, I feel like, well, here's what I say about the governor of New York. I feel like, I don't feel like it's coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with that. you think it job. can produce good results? Yeah. I'm personally, like, I'm one of those people, I'm transparent. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, I'm one of those people like, Jill... It, jail and prison I will admit it's harsh conditions but I feel like it's needed some type of punishment is needed okay. like I feel like certain people the perfect example I went to high school with straight murderers Ooh. to the point to where they cannot be rehabilitated they don't want to be really rehabilitated this is what they're going to do and this is what they make it known that they do I personally feel like those people need to be away from... You feel like they're a menace to society. Basically. Yeah. 
And I feel like all businesses society. <laughs> My cousin like, used to say that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> He's a business society. He needs to stay in jail. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, but it's not coming from a negative place, but it's more so it's like, I understand how the streets work. When it comes to certain people, you're not going to change certain people. Certain people, they're not going for it. And even if I you can't. were to get, put yourself in that situation, you can even get yourself hurt. I can't say I've ever um, experienced that, like, okay. you know, or been around anyone like that because I have monitored the people I have been around. Oh, okay. I, I have. I don't. Right. I just won't go around, like, certain things because I don't, like, hearing about it is enough for me. Right. You know, my father, um, <clears throat> my father used to tell me about certain stuff. He was like, you know, don't go around men like this. Don't go do that. And like, you know, it was enough for me to hear it as a child for me not to want to do it. Right. And um, I've never been one of these young women who's like, oh, I want to try dealing. That's cute. Like, right. <laughs> that's terrible. Right. That is like. But. You know, I'm, I'm not so, saying they're terrible people because some people are victims to their circumstances. Right. But. I was I, more so around it though because I want to get that perspective of you wanted to every, get the perspective of everybody. I feel like everybody, in order to understand somebody's situation, <laughs> you have to get that perspective. So, perfect example. I could come, say, I, you know, I'm on the right path right now. Uh-huh. I build myself up to all the way to this high peak level, right? This what? High peak level. Okay. Say I become the next, uh, what's the guy named? You've reached Je- your Je- apex. Jeff Bezos. Okay. In order to inspire somebody who comes from what I come from, mm-hmm. or come from similar areas of what I come from, the, mm-hmm. that looks like me, nine times out of ten, their situation is not going to be like mine. Okay. So in order to teach those people, I have to, in order, or even, even in order to get those people to be like me, I have to actually go get them. How to, how to penetrate pres- and chase, yeah. penetrate their minds, how to reach them, and in order to gain their perspective, you have to be around it. Okay, right. I can right. And then also, when I was a, when I was in high school, I had to be around it because that's what I was around. <clears throat> it wasn't like I wasn't around no Muslims in high school. I wasn't yeah. around no people who had discipline. I wasn't around. I went good to hearted um, people. Middle school with an, uh, a Muslim girl. Okay. And she, um, for, I, feel, I felt so bad because it always felt seemed like she was ashamed. And it was like, and I, I could understand because we grew around like we, we grew up around the era of a lot of ignorance and a lot of people um, associating Muslim being with a Muslim terrorists. with nine eleven. Yeah. I used to get that a lot too. I. When I, when I first moved back here, I used to get it all. I used to get the 9-11 jokes, uh, Allah jokes, worst of the worst. Even, like, because I used to go by my name in Arabic. I never went by Eli or Elijah. I always used to go by my name in Arabic. They used to make fun of my name in Arabic, all that. Like, I used to get bullied every single day. Because of ignorance. Yeah. And it's just like that's another thing like being mentally enslaved. You're not looking past what's in front of you. Cuz if you look past what's in front of you, you will know like there was no Muslim behind that. Right. 
But he been like, I use that music part just to say it's like, in order to like to change people, or even to, even like what the nation teaches, in order to change people, or change our people, you have to get and go into their circumstances. Mm. Change them. Like you can't change them from your penthouse downtown. No. No, you yeah, can't. Yeah. You, but, but I feel like it calls for a lot of patience and love. Yeah, most definitely. And love to, to reach our people. Right. Um, and sometimes that can be frustrating. But I do definitely think that with the governor of New York canceling drill music, I think that's needed. I think it is, too. Because the way that... Cause it, if you look at like a lot of these crimes that a lot of these drill rappers are being accused it's of, it's related. A lot of them, they've like they've done it. A lot of his own. They camera. talk about it in their music. Wasn't yeah. that, isn't that what Bobby Schmurter did? Like he was yeah. rapping about it. Yeah, <laughs> How are you rapping about it? <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like, that's the thing. Like everybody. Wasn't that song like? Wasn't that song about a crime? Yeah, it was about a, a couple. Every, all of, he, he was, but he was mentioning people by names. He was mentioning people by names. <laughs> and then they got the whole crew locked up. And but also like in New York, New York has always had a zero tolerance, like for crime. That's why they. They had a zero tolerance for crime. Yeah, in New York, New York has always been like since 9-11, mm. New York has a zero tolerance. If you get caught with a gun in New York, it's like five to ten years off the bat. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you can't even have a gun in New York. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like a cop or a... It's really strict up there. Like, being up there, I was like... I felt safe, though. Because, like, this is cool. That's good. That's but good. I do feel like it needs to be addressed, though. Because, like, nowadays, it's like... Everybody's influenced by this. To the Everybody, point like, not like, just... It's not just the men that are influenced by either women or, like... I feel like women in my... Asia are vibrating very low. Right. For like a better word. Like on very, very low levels. Everybody want to be a bottle girl. Everybody want to be a stripper. Stripper. <laughs> it's not funny, but I, I have to laugh to keep like, uh 90% of the people I went to high school with, that's in their career. That's sad. <laughs> because, and everybody wants money and they want it quick. Right. Nobody wants to put in the work to get where they want to be. I'm not gonna say nobody, but a lot of people don't want to put like, in yeah, the work. Yeah, a lot of people would rather don't. not put in the work. Cause like when you actually put in the work, that's what I learned too. It's like, cause I'm one of those people who like I learned this year like I actually have to put in the work myself to take myself to the next level. Mm. But it's like as I start to put in the work by myself, it's like. Dang, I started seeing everybody else. Like, a lot of people don't want to really put in the work. No, 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 no. Everybody want to be a millionaire. But nobody right. wants to put in the hours. Like, I, I think I've heard <coughs> that, like, you know, millionaires, they wake up at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and they get started. Right. Right. I'm, uh, I'm most definitely one of those people, though. I wake up early. You wake up early? My body wakes me up every, every morning at 6 o'clock, 6 or 7. <clears throat> but it's all mental. It starts with the mental. It does. But as I get older, though, I realize it's like a lot of young men mm-hmm. 
they are influenced by drill music. Mm. So with them being a influenced. lot of young women are too because a lot of young women want drug dealers. Right. Because they think they have like a lot of money. And it's just like at old they think they're gonna be the next rapper girlfriend or baby mama. And like the fact that it's that so many young women's aspirations in life is sickening. Like even then it's like when I got into real estate Cause at first, I used to be one of those people, I used to believe, like, they like, these people really got money. But when I got into real estate, it's like, you can't even buy a house with that money. Because and you today, can't trace it? In, the today, in today's time, you can't. Because very, you can't trace yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. It's very hard to do a lot of, like, legal, <clears throat> trying to buy property. Um, I think people were influenced by TV, too. Like, Power. Have you seen that show? Yeah. Everybody thinks they could be ghosts. Right. That's not real life. The show for a reason. Do I think there's some people who've actually like achieved that? Probably. And that's one thing that I've, I've uh, dealt with. And I try to explain to people is like making people live in reality. I feel like a lot of people don't live in reality. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, um, <coughs> use TV as escapism. Right. And they escape, but like they don't ever return back to reality. Right. Or turn back to reality. <clears throat> right. Or they don't want to live into reality until it, it's too late. Mm. When something gets so far out of hand to where they mm. can't even handle it, mm. then that's when they want to live in reality. I, I said uh, um, to my mom, uh, I think it was like a while ago, I'm like, you know, people, everybody wants to be so progressive. Everybody wants to adopt new age mentalities. Everybody just wants to um, just be up on the trends and all of this. And I was like, you know, what people fail to realize is, like, don't be so progressive to where you're progressing yourself to hell. Right. Mentally. Right. You prog- <laughs> I agree. I don't think I've heard anybody say that before. <laughs> I know. That was like fire. Thank you. Fire, fire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> progressing mentally. Um... That's really different. But with that being said, <coughs> drill music moving forward, I feel like it's going to at some point somebody's gonna have to do something about it. Cause like it like just like cause drill music has gotten so bad, so it started in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Chicago's always been bad. But now drill music is spread all the way to the UK. The so UK, like, United Kingdom, mm-hmm. Disney World. I'm just playing. <laughs> but it's spreading across the world. It's like influencing these young kids to just do horrific things. Because there's several, there's several young people that I went to high school with. Like this is, they're influenced by drill music. Have so, you seen mm-hmm. a lot of people want to start doing drill, like in rapping and stuff? Have you seen like how it's changed them mentally and? Yeah, matter of fact, last night I was out last night. I was uh downtown at Gallery Night. Oh, I heard about Gallery Night. I don't be going to Gallery. I don't go to Gallery Night. <laughs> yeah, I don't really pop out anymore. But I was asked to come, uh-huh. so I came out. But it was like different. Like a lot of people, they see me. They were like, I started seeing like their mentalities since they're trying to. 
be a drill artist mm-hmm. or try to be influenced by drill, it changes their mindset. So they want to smoke all day, want to drink all day. They don't want to focus on nothing, not getting their life together or anything. Just mm-hmm. want to just be like the rapper. And that's it. It's just smoking all day. To being stagnant. Stagnant, yeah. That's the way and I they don't realize it. They, they don't realize like, it either. They don't. They don't, they feel like, oh, I'm making all these moves to get to my career. I'm, I'm going to be the next one, next one up, like you know. Right. And that's what like I, I told one of them because one of them asked me. It was like they were asking me like, so they have you been drinking or anything? Like no, I don't drink. They were like shocked. I don't I drink. Told them either. I stay focused. <laughs> It was other shocked. It's very shocking to them now. Do you know? Did you know that drink um, alcohol used to be called spirits? I didn't know that. It used to be called spirits. I I'd seen it one of, on the um, one of the like liquor stores recently. It's called. It was like had the name like um, alcohol and spirits. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't think a lot of people consider what they're like doing to their spirits. Yeah. And then also like I started to notice the like. I remember in school, we used to teach about how alcohol and drugs are like getaway things that people use. Mm-hmm. I, I used to not believe that until I got to where I'm at now. Really? I've always seen it, especially <coughs> when I got in high school. Like, okay, I, you know, know this person, like, smoke all the time. I'm like, what are you trying to run from? Right. Like, what are you running from? To where you see, in like high school, people used to lie about it, though, about saying, like, they're not doing this to hide something. But now that like we're all grown, it's like I think people still lie about it. Running from something. Everyone's running from something. Nobody wants to confront something. I made like the choice like when I was nineteen, like I have the opportunity to run from something, just not deal with it, just suppress it. Like you just you know, but I was like, you know, if I don't confront this now, right. it's gonna cause me more issues down the road. But I don't think people realize that's what they're doing when you're smoking, drinking, or whatever, you know? Right. I look I looked at that early, like three or four years ago. I had a health scare. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, well I, I never did drugs, I never smoked. Mm-hmm. But it, my health scare definitely made me change the way I ate. It did? Yeah. So n- not eating meat ever again in life. Really? Um, Were you eating a lot of fried foods? Yeah. Eating a lot of fried foods. Uh, eating just ridiculous. Eating a lot of fried foods. I used to do track. When mm-hmm. I, before I would do track, before and after I would do track, I would eat like two honey buns. Two honey? Honey buns. Yeah. That was like my diet. And that's all you would eat? A lot of sugar. I used to have like a very bad like sugar addiction. Yeah. Wow. I didn't really get it under control till like last year. Really? I've limited my, um, I started limiting my sugars to just the weekend now. Okay. Like I um, will just have some on the weekend. At least a lot, I just like, like... A couple weeks ago, like, I was just going to some... I was like, I just want to eat. I went and got myself some donuts, a Chick-fil-A sandwich, and some macaroni and cheese. That was terrible, 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 terrible. Right. And I just, like, I've been trying to get 
get back on my clean eating ever since. Like I made myself a, call, a Southwestern cauliflower dinner. It's really good. I'm more so like, I think nowadays I'm at to a point to where I structure my health to be as clean as possible. So when I go to the doctor or like recently I just went to the dentist mm-hmm. and it makes me feel great about myself when they like, you like take care of yourself so much that like everything is perfect. I've gained, um, I'll say like last year I gained like the most weight I've ever weighed like in my entire life. And I think it's because of my age, um, partially because of my age, I have always like weighed 120, 120 to 125. Um, I started like I gained 135 and I was really sure. I was like very happy at the way. I'm not overweight. But you were now, trying like, to or? Were... No, I wasn't trying to. Okay. It just happened. Okay. And, um, Are you in a relationship? Huh? No, this was before I got in a relationship. I, okay. I had 135. And then, like, I got in a relationship, and I gained 20 more pounds on top of that. Do you think it was, like, I've heard people say, like, it's happy weight. It was happy weight, but now yeah. I'm losing it. I'm trying to lose the weight because I am, like, although I don't look like I'm overweight, and all, although, like, my weight has been proportionally, like, put everywhere by my body or whatever, I'm overweight. That's not healthy, like you right. know. And I've been trying to to lose the weight in a healthy way. I also lost, also like, just lost eight pounds. So like, I'm really happy about that. Okay. Congrats. Um, and I have like twelve more pounds to go, so I'm happy. Right, for sure. And I've been eating right. one meal a day. So okay, you bet. I've been, I've been doing the same thing though. Mm-hmm. Eating one meal a day, um, and I feel great. Yeah, my mom was like, "Is he a vegetarian?" She's like, "See, I, I, I wanted to make sure I'm making this meal right or whatever." Like, and that's what she asked about the cheese. She's like, "Ask him about the cheese. Yeah, Do you no want cheese. cheese?" No cheese. Yeah. I can't do no cheese, no nothing. I, no dairy. She was products. on top of it. She yeah. was on top yeah. of it. So make sure you ask him. I used to like really be. What really got me on my hill was like. I'm extremely lactose intolerant. Really? Extremely. To where I'll be like, so like I'm finna die. Seriously? <clears throat> My baby cousin is too, but he takes, we are a cheese loving family. We love some cheese. He'll just go ahead and take his pill before he about to eat a burger or something with some cheese on it. Cause it's just like, he, it tastes good. See, I didn't know nothing about pills or nothing. Yeah. But what I did, I just changed my diet. Yeah. And ever since I changed my diet, I've been uh, the best, uh, been the best person ever. I don't feel like people also know, like, you know, what you can eat. You can heal your body by what you eat. Right. You can heal it. I'm one of those people, like, I'm a firm, like, studier of, like, Dr. Sebi and his crew of people. Really? I, I've heard a lot about him, but, like, that's one person I have not, like, just gone into looking about because I've heard about, like, him dying. Yeah. And, like, it's, that's just... Yeah, it was a sad situation when he died. And I'm just like, for that reason, I'm like, I don't know, because it's just like, I feel like our people we trauma bond a lot. I can't stand trauma bonding. Right. It's something that's something like it's not really positive. It's nothing positive. Oh, girl, you got hurt by millions. I got hurt by a man like this too. You're coming together off of gossiping about your pain. Right. What I can see that. What, like, what are you getting from that, you know? Right. How do you deal with death? How do I deal with it? 
I've seen it um, a lot within my life. I um, had like several great aunts and uncles who have died, even including my great grandmother, died of cancer wow. um, when I was younger. And I feel like it wasn't really explained to me right. as like a child. But like, I don't like funerals. I don't like them at all. I'm the same um, way. I don't even go. I, I like, don't go to funerals. If, Unless I'm actually. I wish I had the option. Uh, I wish I wish I had the option. Um, but I do. I do see like this natural process, like a natural process of life. Right. Both happen, you know. Um, that's just how I deal with it. Like, I'm just realizing like life with life comes up. Yes. I kind of like hate talking about it. I don't, I, not that I hate talking about it, but I hate uh, being in that situation. Because, like, <clears throat> I'm one of those people, when somebody passes away, I've already came to terms that, like, that person is gone. So it's like, now, when I get to the funeral, I'm not going to be crying or s- sad or anything oh, like that. Oh, baby, that's a crybaby. Because, like, I've already, like... It's happened. The person's gone. I know the person's it's not ha- coming You've back. already mentally just yeah. like accepted. That's very a very healthy way mentally to deal with it. Yeah. Um. I'll say but that's why that. I don't like going to funerals though, because it's like I don't want to even be around. This. I don't want to see a body. I don't go. I don't want to see that either. I just. Like, I don't <laughs> want to hear people crying. Takes, takes pictures of the bodies. I'm like, that is weird. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. I'm like, I don't want to see nobody like that. You know, it's, it's not the way I want to remember somebody. Right. And like, you know, that like, I heard today, your brain is a muscle. Right. A lot of times, like you, you know, you're putting your brain in shock by seeing it. Right. Because what are you getting from it? Right. That's positive necessarily. Right. And that's actually like why, cause I've had, I had a, I lost a lot of friends last year, so like I'm sorry. You good? Um, some of it was violence, some of it was accidents, but it's like I didn't go to. I only went. I think I went to one funeral, but that's because I was accident. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to attend none of the funerals because it's like <clears throat> I don't want to be around all these sad people. That's like you. I I, I I feel like sometimes I can feel that. Yeah. I I just. Cause at the end of the day, like, and not to hate on nobody, but it's like I feel great. I want to keep feeling great. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm gonna say you you're out of order, <laughs> but like I can't say. Um. I can't say you are because it's just. Like you're preserved, self, self-preserving. Yeah, you know? like I don't want to. I don't want to be around it. Like, yeah. I don't want to see people's mamas crying. Ooh, baby, can we change the subject? Yeah. 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 Um. So moving forward, um, <coughs> how do you uh, how do you operate now as far as you on this spiritual journey? Mm-hmm. You figure out who you are you're 25 years old you figure out who you are um you've been through trials and tribulations with a couple of relationships 
How do you move forward? <laughs> how do I move forward past those yeah. relationships and like how do I navigate spiritually? Yeah. Hold up. Let's start. Um, Alright, we go back. Navigating I'm gonna begin with like navigating getting out of relationships. The first time I ever got a relationship, I dealt with like that in a negative way. It took me a while to just like get to a place where I was over that person. I was over him. Um this time Attachment. Like, oh yeah, spiritual attachment. Okay. Soul ties, like you know, um, because you know, doing things that had no business we had no business doing outside of a marriage, you know. Okay. Um Well like sex. I'm putting it in a classy way, yes. Okay. <laughs> um and I, you know I didn't deal with it good at all and I I learned from that. Right. Um this time around um with my second relationship Initially, I didn't even cry. I was just so happy to be out of it because oh. I was just—I <laughs> didn't even cry. It was like I had been a month out of a relationship. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good, you know. And I went to like see my therapist. I was just like, you know, I just need to talk, like, talk about this, you know. Right. And just that's that's been my journey with it. Just confronting it, dealing with my emotions as they come, um, being realistic with myself, then letting it go. Um, Spiritually, I've been going back to my roots okay. and what works for me right. and my relationship with God and the way that I feel like I can work with God. So that's, but that's what's important by me. And like I know what works is me being devoted in my scripture. Okay. Um, me journaling. Me um, meditating on my word. Right. Me. Um, doing devotionals on a daily basis. Right. Um, me abstaining from premarital practices or whatever, you know? Right. Um, not drinking, not, like, just seeking to be simple. Right. So you being very uh, structured. Huh? Very structured. Yes. Basically. You need structure. Right. You need structure. I agree. I, uh, when I was in high school, I had a very, very toxic relationship. My first relationship, real relationship, was very, very toxic. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like. I think that's my problem. I didn't have any relationships in high school. I didn't have a relationship to my last year, my last six months of high school. Yeah, I had a. Eleventh grade, we started dating in eleventh grade through twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. Very toxic. Very like person was a total opposite of me well they turned into a total opposite of me Mm -hmm. because at first you know we were very Mm like-minded but they got influenced by their peers and stuff so they started doing yeah they started doing drugs drinking crazy becoming very violent all that type of stuff i'm sorry to the point where i couldn't even be around it i was like yo (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, I... but it taught me to have structure though, like, and also like just like putting nobody above getting cut. Nobody's above getting cut off. You said nobody, yeah, 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 yeah. I like my <laughs> nobody's above getting cut off. Okay, look at my um my last ex. 
the first one I had, like, him and I had been going back and forth for years, back and forth for years. He's, he's still doing the same stuff that, like, you know, that just led to us not being together anymore. Just, he was just, uh... Was he cheating? Or was it, like, petty stuff? He was He didn't cheat. Okay. Um, we were just childish. Okay. <laughs> just childish. I was toxic too. Okay. And I feel like you know. That's real though. I was toxic too because I. It's just some things I did. It just wasn't right to him. Um. <laughs> uh, let me see. What were, what did what were we doing? Okay, so we like have been broken up, and I knew he was messing with other women, but okay. he was honest with me about it. Right. I didn't respect you because I'm like, okay, if you want to be with me, why are there other women in the picture? You know, like you, you can't have me. Like I'm just like I put put myself on such a pedestal. Like I'm above reproach. Like you know, you. I would like you know, cuss them out. Just do like just do say some terrible stuff. I said some terrible stuff to him. I am so sorry. Like <laughs> that's real though. Uh, because I, I just wanted to hurt him. Um, and this last time, I think what happened, we talked about getting married and me moving where he was because like he was in the military, whatever. Okay. And um, <laughs> he asked me for some time to like stop messing with another woman. And I was like, it wrong like you know and I was like you know no 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 I initially agreed to it but I like I thought about what he asked I was like am I crazy like no and I just started cutting up because I was not getting my way okay. um being bratty and I just then I something like I realized I hurt him right and it was hurting me and then he tried to like initiate us going back and forth and I was like nah I'm good off of all this I had to like I started seeing a therapist again because I'm like you know this is just very very toxic not just on his end on my end too right and um because I'm accepting this I'm allowing right. it to happen you know that's and, real though um he like offered he was like oh I'm gonna fly you out you can come spin the beach I don't think you've ever been here before I was like I've been here before I'm good thanks wow. and then I changed my number and cut him off like, and we haven't been in contact since. Wow. I'm, I I will cut somebody off like that ruthlessly. When I'm, when I'm done with you, I'm done. Like, right. I respect it though. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. I, it was a little ruthless. I'm like, but it is what it is. You have to do what you have to do for yourself. I'm the same way though. And like, you know, um, I allowed that man to play with me. Okay. I allowed him to like pick me up when he wanted, when he wanted to. And put me down when he wanted to. And I picked him up when I wanted to and put him down when I wanted to. Right. But like, I got older. And like, those same things, like, it just was no longer, like, easy. Right. Like, it's childish. How many times can you do the same thing over again? That's real. A lot of people like those games nowadays, but like the, those get, games can get dangerous. You bring other people into that type of stuff, you don't know what's that, what else is going on somebody else's mind. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see some crazy stuff. Even nowadays, it's like I, I'm one of those people. I can't really get into the whole toxic thing. I don't get it. Like people I don't, I don't play. To it. I don't play them type of games. It, I, I don't. 
I thought I didn't play those type of games until I realized, like, I was. I'm like, I don't play those type of games. You're not going to play with me like this. Like, da da da. I'm Alexis. I'm this. I'm, <laughs> I'm that, but I'm not walking the talk that I'm putting out, you know? Right. Yeah, see, like, I'm like. Some of the stuff that I see in relationships now is like that toxic stuff that's very like it's very, 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 very vague to me. What do you think about like the new age of um polygamous? Like people polygamy? want to be polygamous um polygamous now because like Elaborate they think on it's the... not like okay. The newfound polygamy, like where people, men, like, oh, I'm being honest with this woman, and all three of us, all three of us, these two women and me can be in a relationship now. Because I've seen scenarios like that on Them TikTok. being in a relationship or them having sexual relations? Like them being in a relationship. Um, to each one's, each one's own. Because mm-hmm. I, because, again, like, I grew up in a Muslim culture, mm-hmm. so like, it depends on where you at. Perfect example of that is like in America, you got people doing shit like that, and then oh my bad for cussing, but you got it's people fine. doing stuff like that, and they toxic. Yeah, that's what they I mean. Like toxic. you know, but in the other countries, yeah, you can have multiple wives, you can have a polygamous relationship, but it's structured. Mm. We can have that, but you paying for both the wives. Yeah, like I'm paying for you, I'm paying for her. You everybody has a home. Everybody, yo. Everybody's fed. School, school audit. Being a man. Right. These men don't want to be a man. They want to reap the, the benefits of being a man. Right. Like, they don't want to do what comes. They don't want to be a provider. They right. They don't want to do any of it. I, um... <clears throat> it's weird to me. I feel like a lot of um, straight men are very feminine. They're taking on very feminine ways. I agree. Like ASAP Rocky, that's some weird stuff. That man talking about he want flowers and he's a bad bee. Like that's weird. I agree. That's weird to me. I've been one of those people too as of late. It's like I've been more pro like hetero heterosexual like real black men. Mm-hmm. I've been pro that. Yeah. Like as far as like. We need structures. Like, I need, yeah, real stand-up people. Like, handling your business. You don't see a lot of that. Yeah. I thought, like, the guy that I was messing with, like, was like that. In some aspects, he was just like that. But, like, the negative stuff that came from the back in the day, and the men, like, having multiple children in different households, having a woman on the other side of town, like, the negative ways. He wasn't doing that, and he wasn't cheating, but, like, I'm just saying, like, the man from back in the day, like, we thought they were stand-up men. Right. Until we found out, like, what they were doing. What they were doing, yeah. <clears throat> I can see that. You know. But even, like, when you look into, like, all of our heroes, a lot of our heroes weren't the best people. Martin yeah. Luther King wasn't the best husband. I heard that. <laughs> I heard Martin Luther King was fighting for his right to be with a white woman. Yeah. And then he actually dated a, a white woman in college, was in a relationship um, with a white woman in college. And that's what led him into wanting everything to be unsegregated. I mean, I don't know if it was particularly that. I think I've heard, but I've heard the stories of him cheating on his wife. I have not heard stories. I heard about that's the part that I heard about him. Okay. Yeah. But when you look at like just anybody in general, nobody's perfect. I can see everybody. These great people gonna have their flaws. 
I can see women want to be in Coretta's shoes. Like, oh, I want that fame. Yeah. I want that money. I want what she got not realizing that, uh, what that woman was going through behind yeah. the scenes. But also, it's more so like, this is my thing about, because I was, at one point, I wanted to be a black activist at one point. You did? I did. Till I realized I did a, a study on all the black activists and stuff. And everybody, majority of black activists died broke. Except for like Louis Farrakhan. From that era, uh-huh. Louis Farrakhan and a couple of others. Uh-huh. Most of those people died broke. Malcolm X died broke. Wow. Martin Luther King died broke. Really? A lot of these people died broke. Why? Because they had the support of the people. But I think that's kind of honorable. We didn't though. have no money. I mean, like, I feel like that's honorable. I feel like a lot of people like that, you know? Yeah. Everybody's, like, motivated by greed and what they, like, you know. And I, I respect, like, them for what they did. But I don't like how, like, you know. We like to use those people as like our heroes or whatever, but we didn't take care of those people. As our martyrs in our yeah. community, yeah. We didn't take care of those people. Because uh, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X's whole family is damn, damn near dead. All of his male heirs are dead. He, really? Grandson got killed in Mexico. Um, that was his last male heir left. Got killed in Mexico. He had a very troubling past. A lot of his daughters, they turned into full-time criminals. Uh, his, his wife, his, his uh, the story about his wife dying. I mean, his grandson allegedly burnt the house down. Wow. And killed his wife. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's like just certain things like that is where I was like, I'm kind of good on being an activist, and also just seeing like, also just seeing like nowadays is like everybody's doing it for fame, show, and show, like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, yeah. <laughs> Man, Al Sharpton has been riding on the black community's tailcoats for decades, right? And Dec- I can't respect somebody like Al Sharpton who. You say you're for black people now, but where, where, where was that when you were an informant and you were getting people locked up? the informant? Yeah, FBI informant. Oh, my goodness. Like, um, yeah. Not you. You've been out the cold with hard truth. Nothing. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of people who, you know, a lot of people in Malcolm's circle, a lot of people in all these people's circles were informants. This is why, like, I personally, I feel like Certain people in the 60s were doomed from the start. Because it's kind of hard for you to build up a movement of people trying to come up out of slavery or mental slavery. And your opposition already has informants at the beginning. Mm. Like the Black Panthers. That's why the Black Panthers weren't successful. Have you seen um, Judas and the Black Messiah? Perfect example. That movie had that man had that man killed himself. Exactly. Because he couldn't deal with what he did. Yeah. But and just think, friend, it was millions of other people 
like that. They were, they had their roles. And it seemed like Fred Hammond was doing some positive things in his community. I mean, right. was like only in his 20s? 22, died at 22. As a matter of fact, uh, and I don't like how, uh, it's not, but Huey, Huey turned out to be, like, he, he would, after the Black Panthers, he couldn't control himself. He became a, a drug crackhead. Wow. And they killed him. I wish the Boondocks would come back, you know. But yeah, me like, too. I, I wish the Boondocks would come back because the way that they address, like, certain topics, like, they... They didn't predict what was going on. Right. Like, they definitely um, foreshadowed everything that was going on and that continues to go on. Right. They touched, like, on so many topics. Like, I watched it as a child, but I was, like, coming back and, like, watching it as an adult, it's funnier. Right. But it's, it's pure satire because it's just, like, it's really poking fun at the truth. Right. And I love it. I personally, I love the Boondocks. I wish they would come back. I hate that that like the they were actually supposed to be rebooting it, but I like then the project fell apart. I hate that yeah. it fell apart. You know, like you do you remember the episode where Riley uh, was being influenced by Thug Nipsey and all his yeah. best friends that came in a skirt and the, I remember <laughs> and the top. That. <laughs> I remember that. But they had the purse. Like it's just like the man now. But fast forward to today, that's what everybody... Now it's normal for men to be wearing purses, wearing skirts, dresses, painting their nails. Oh all my that. goodness. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's right. not funny now. It's sad. But right. But it's like, wow. <laughs> but Riley was really innocent. Right. A child thinking like, oh, this ain't... this is. I'm not wearing the skirt. I'm not... This is a... Uh, Something to hold my gun for or something like that. This right. Is, that's what he was saying. Like, and that's just parallel drawn to young men now. Like, being influenced by the rappers. They're like, oh, this isn't that. This is just, except it's not innocent. Right. <clears throat> it's not. There's nothing innocent in that. And it, I feel like there's nothing really innocent in, it's kind of hard to be, it's kind of hard to be pure nowadays. Like, hmm. I always look at myself as like, I was one of the pure, pure people. I've never really done nothing negative to nobody intentionally. If I did, I apologize for it. Or like I always took responsibility for anything crazy that I've done to anybody. But I've never went out of my way to just be a negative person. I always was a pure person. But I start to realize, like as I grow and like I get perspectives of everybody's different lives, so like it's very hard to be pure out here. They're gonna make it hard. Yeah. They're going to make it hard. I um I feel like our grandparents and our elders and our community, like in back in the day, they had a great opportunity to lead very pure lives, right? Um, because they didn't have as many distractions as we do now. We have every distraction in front of us. It literally exits our fingertips. Right. I agree. I I, I do feel as if when it comes to our grandparents and even our camera even our parents i feel like even our parents they didn't even have like the distractions that we did i forget yeah but i do feel like our parents should have taught us more structure i feel like when it came to our grandparents they structured a lot of people to be well off but they didn't prepare their kids would be our parents 
for what was to come. If no. that makes sense. Like, even just simple things like getting your credit in order. Get your, learn how to do your taxes or just get your money right. That's a lot the of that stuff system, wasn't, because we're with the school system more than our parents. Yeah, true. But it's the parent who puts us in it. That is true. That is true. And also, I mean, you know, yeah, that's cool that, you know, we go to school. But at the end of the day, but you still need to be learning stuff after You school. need to, the parent, it's the parent's job to instill that in the child. Mm-hmm. Or whatever's going on at home, that's what's really going to instill whatever's going on with that child. That's true. Because I can tell you, like, in high school, I ain't learned nothing in high school. Be real. Everything that I learned, like, everything that I know to this day, it's been, I've been self-taught. I'm trying to think about learning anything in high school. No, if I had to think about it, I probably didn't. Yeah, like, I didn't learn nothing. I didn't like, I did not learn nothing in college. <laughs> to be real with you. 100% real. Yeah. Everything I've learned has been through experience or just yeah. talking with old heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five women said that. No, this is three women and two men. But it's being very, very different. I've learned to know that I'm different. And it's okay to be different. Yeah, it is okay to be different. The more you embrace it, the better you are. The better you are. With that being said, though, how do you feel about polygamous relationships? How do I feel about it? Yeah. I don't. Like, no, support it at all. I don't support it at all. Okay. I, um. I'm trying not to be toxic. Right. But I'm territorial. Okay. Um. <laughs> you want, like, your man to yourself? My man is my man. Okay. Not no one else's man. Right. This is not scissors. Like, <laughs> right. I. I don't believe in that. Okay. It's not my, um, it's not my story. Right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Personally, I wouldn't indulge in that. I per- I'm one of those people, like, I feel like handling a lot of women at one time is very difficult. You said what? Handling a lot of women or dealing with a lot of women at one time is very difficult and very stressful. Oh, yes. But a lot of you can't tell a lot of young men, young men this because they just see a lot of women as sexual objects, and a lot of women allow themselves to be used as sexual objects. Yeah. I mean, look True, how you, but look, I mean, like think about how like they they carry themselves, what they wear, how they talk, how they dress. Oh my goodness! I see something today. I hate that looks on there. Right. In the shade room. Okay. And they're talking about little mom. They're like, "What do you think of her new bar?" And um, <laughs> somebody was like, they said that something along the lines, her bars were fire. And she said, y'all better not say something because y'all really be sitting here listening to Carisha. And I could not do anything but laugh because it's true. That's that facts. woman, I, I, said, I was telling my mom, I said, it's so ridiculous. I said, I hate to like slander this woman. And it's, I'm not slandering her. I'm not slandering her. I hate to say this about this woman, but like, she raps like she's slow. Right. And she, um, there's nothing positive that she received from what she's saying. I told my mom, I was like, 
she had a song that was released and I said I listened to it for just pure comedic reasons. Right. I said she said, um I wanna put it in Diddy's face like those brooches to put his rich A to sleep brain as no shit. Oh, yeah. And I was just laughing. My mom was not laughing. She said that's sad. That's sad. I was like, Mom, it's funny because it's like we really listen to this. Yeah, this is that's the thing though today. <clears throat> but even then, like going back to what you said about the young man seeing women as sexual objects, I see that aspect. But also, you know, you have to hold the women accountable too. A lot of these young girls, like, I think I did. This I- is one. This is what they want to do. It's not like they're being. I mean, I can see they're being influenced, but some of the people that I've I've even interacted with, this is what they want to do. I want to be a stripper. I thought that I did hold them accountable, like yeah. you saying that. Well, yeah, yeah, you were, but okay. I'm just saying, like, just, just reiterating. <laughs> okay, my bad. My but yeah, bad. you good, you good, you good, you good. But more so, I feel like that's what they want they to do. They do want to do it. They um, and it's just like a lot of heartache, right? In that path, um, they want, they do. But some people want, like, some women want to be used as sexual objects for their rent to be paid. Yeah. And Facts. they don't mind being reduced to that. Right. They're completely content with being reduced to that because they feel like they're receiving something in return. Right. But not, but not, uh, and this is my problem with like a lot of those girls is like, I've had this thing to where it's like, a lot of girls who live that type of lifestyle, they don't think long term. Oh, they don't think they're going to get older. They're thinking for now. They don't think about when I'm 35 and up. Beauty is fleeting. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you cute and you doing all this now. Everybody, you know, just flocking to you. But when you really get grown and it's going to be a new girl on the block, you're not going to be that thing anymore. What is a good example of a celebrity woman like that right now? Oh. That's still trying to keep up with the girls. <laughs> I would say uh, Black China. You think so? Yeah. You think she's still trying to keep up with the girls? Yeah. I think Black China like has fell off. I think she's fell off, but she's still trying to. It, it hasn't hit her yet. I she's think Kim Kardashian true. is a good example. Yeah, I can see that. She's a really good example. That woman has been in relationship after relationship. She's like in, in mid-divorce. In her and, 40s. In her for, in a, a divorce in her 40s and yet in another relationship still making the same mistakes she was making when she was in her 20s. Right. But a lot of women don't see that. A lot of women would rather be in Kim's predicament than being in a broke predicament. As far as being 40... Married happily and broke, but being the one of the most powerful women in the world. And you think still, she's one of the most powerful women in the world? Yeah. Money brings a lot of power. Because mm. her influences, like, have you ever noticed when it comes to anything having to do with TMZ and Kim Kardashian, they always make sure they get her story right. Everybody else. They don't make sure that it's, a- it's accurate. But when it comes to Kim, sources are accurate. Q 
Kev is feeling this way. Because talking directly to them. Exactly, but power. These other celebs have money. These other celebs don't have that power, I though. I don't know if I would say necessarily that it's power more, as I would say, it's influence. Okay. And privilege. Yeah, I can see I, that. I, I would say it's influence and privilege. I don't think she has the real power that she's trying to do. I think she has the power in black community. The, the black community thinks that she has power. But yeah. that woman has ruined her image and the power that she could have had by that one thing. Right. That sex tape. No one will take her seriously in her race. Right. Also, settle it for less. I don't feel like women and men, I don't feel like you have to settle for less to be successful. I feel like Kim is a prime example, along with a lot of other women, is settling, degrading yourself just to get successful because you don't want to work for it. Because even I seen recently how she says that women, if you want to get to where I'm at, you need to work hard. But her, The catalyst of her career was on her back. Yeah, but your working hard was degrading yourself. You degraded oh, yourself to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You didn't necessarily put in that work. Now, after the fact, you probably put in a little work, but it's like, you degraded yourself to get to that point. Right. It wasn't worth it. Because now... Does not compare to the average working American. Yeah, and then now you're 40 plus years old and you're crying. That you're now your newborn, your recent born child is seeing ads of your old sex tape. That's fake. I she. That's I think crazy. I've seen something where parents are like Roblox doesn't even have ads. That's Roblox just, has ads. It does. Um, often time, often time, like when you're on these platforms, when you're playing on these video game platforms or platforms, any social media, mm-hmm. anything that's free. Nine times when something is free, you're the product. So people are gonna pay to get they because they're gonna pay the company okay. to show you know a little ads there. I um I guess well, well let me just run with that story that she's putting out because I think she lies a lot. Right. Um, I believe that too. She, but who's gonna go against her? The black. I, I feel like she. I hate that so many black women gravitate to a woman who made her career off of purchasing your our image. Right. That's sad to me. Like you're making this woman, you've made this woman a billionaire because we're like the number one consumer. Right. But she's like also her community has like. Like her community and young women of her race, they're starting to flock toward, towards her too. Right. In recent years, more than ever. And I think that was because of Kanye's um, influence. And I, I don't know if I would say power because I think he has influence. Yeah. What's your prediction about? So, in this new age and era, a lot of the girls who looked up to Kim Kardashian or Black China or any of these girls who degraded themselves to get to where they're at now successfully. How do you feel about all of these girls who they jumped on the OnlyFans wave? Oh, baby. What, what do you think? What's your prediction about where these people are going to be at come 10 years from now? What, what did I say when the internet first came? Was this on the internet? It can never go away. Right. I 
I'm in classes, business classes right now. Right. I don't think any of these young women know. Employers are looking on the internet at your name, at right. social media. OnlyFans can be considered a social media platform. Years right. from now, when your failed attempt at becoming famous, like, happens, you're going to be looking for a career. Right. You're going to want to be employed. They're looking to employ you. You got OnlyFans. What? This person isn't, you may have all of the qualifications. Right. But, like, you're not hireable. Right. Everything has, like we said earlier within the podcast, everything has a cost. Everything has a cost. And you're either going to, you're going to pay the Superman's tax. And you're not really going to see it. You're not really going to see it. I feel like they're not going to see it until they're in their 30s. And if somebody, like, you know, it, I think, like, you know, if they're doing that now, um, they're doing that now. They're not thinking anything of it. They're thinking they want to have that money forever. They think they're going to have to, going to be able to actually capitalize off of it, be an athlete, um, be a baby mama. Right. Or um, become famous. Or... You know, I hope they're making positive investments, but like I think they're just going to eventually want to go have a career, or they're going to think they can do what Kim Kardashian is doing. You know, yeah. Kim Kardashian is trying to cover everything that she did when she was in her twenties. Right. Right now, with like you know um, the police reform. Yeah, she's trying to change her image. She's trying to change her image. And even I've I've even met girls now where a lot of girls they want to be known more than just being pretty which is kind of hard to do that when you your past is degrading mm. of yourself mm. so like for Kim like Kim you're never gonna she's never gonna be able to run from that no matter how no. many people she paid to take that sex tape down like nobody's gonna forget that because ultimately, this most successful market is her race. Yeah. And they're not going to let, they're not going to, the gate holders of her race aren't letting her in. Right. And the only reason Trump, she had a, um, like, you know, a meeting with Trump comes, Trump comes from the same background. His wife ain't no yeah. from her. Yeah. But it's a lot of these girls, these, a lot of these girls, I don't think it's what it, I feel like a certain some of those girls, they do that because they want either the money so bad or they want to be saved. Saved, like what? By a rich man. It's not gonna happen because well, it might happen. Okay, well, let's just say that this, that does happen. Let's play on that. You meet a rich man. This man turns out to be manipulative. Right. Controlling. Right. Abusive. Let's just, well, what are all those traits? Narcissism. Right. You were a narcissist. You're tra- you feel trapped because you use this man to get into this relationship for his money. Right. And now that you've used him for his money, that's all that you have. 
and you have no other way out of that relationship. Right. That you feel you don't like you feel that saying that relationship is better than being broke. Yeah. What good is it for a man to profit the world if he loses his soul? Yeah. And a lot of times in those situations, people don't think they're selling their soul. But you are. But they are. <clears throat> they don't realize until it's too late. In most cases. To where they can't really do anything about it. And that's sad. That's sad. Right. I agree. But... They'll live, everybody got to learn one day. Everyone has to learn. I feel like it's like a lot of them can um, save themselves from what's happening right now. Yeah. And not do it, delete it, turn back from it, you know. I don't, I wouldn't say I was necessarily heading down that path. I don't think I was at all. Right. But I was like. I, I don't even think I, I've never wanted to be I want to, I guess I was leaning down a bit being one of Instagram girlies been Instagram models or whatever or whatever yeah um I deleted my social media yeah I know I deleted I, I, all <laughs> of it like I um when I was 19 like I just I wasn't wearing what these girls are wearing it was nothing like as risque as that right but I was wearing some like risque stuff and um I thought it was cute. I didn't want to be known for that anymore, you know? I deleted it. Right. <laughs> you ever forgot it? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can save yourself from that. Right. I wasn't doing, like, overly salacious stuff. Now, if you're doing over salacious stuff like that now, it's going to take some time. But, like, everybody can be redeemed from their past. Right. I agree. It just takes time. Yeah, I think everything takes time. Mm-hmm. Especially when you try to do something the right way. Yeah. I do think it takes longer. Mm-hmm. A lot longer when you try to do something the right way instead of... Because it's shortcuts to everything, but a lot of shortcuts kind of mess up your reputation. Take a shortcut straight to hell. Yeah. Um... But that's what I, I... I've been okay, though, like, as of late... I master's like, I know I'm going to be successful, but I know it's going to take a little bit longer than somebody who's taking shortcuts or degrading themselves. Yeah. I know it's going to take time for me as well. And I, like, I've isolated all of the distractions right. from, like, my life because I know the path that I'm going to go on. Right. My dream is always, like, to, to have owned an estate and have my family living on the estate. Right. That's what's up. And have my own farm. Like, that has been my dream since I was a child. You country? And I feel, huh? You country? In my country? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm, I am, but okay. I guess it can be said to some <laughs> people. That's yeah. nice, though. Yeah. I'm more so from the city vibe. I would like to have a farm. I wouldn't stay on a farm, though. I'm a city person. I, I don't, like to be in a city. I want to be in a state where the city is accessible. Right. But I live in the country. 
Okay. Because it's just, I like peace. So what, Pensacola's the perfect place, isn't it? Lies. <laughs> I, um, I actually, I, I really wanted to move to Orlando yeah. when I lived there. Orlando's I, a city. I know, but they have a quiet area. Yeah. They have a really quiet area. Right. And that's, I forgot what the area was called, um, but like, I would want to live somewhere like that. When I was living in Orlando, I lived a couple places. I lived all over the city. Mm-hmm. I also lived in Kissimmee. Kissimmee was a little different, though. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. Several different cultures, but it was very peaceful and quiet. It is. It is. It is. It is. And I wasn't stressed there at all. I'm telling it feel like in the summer it rains all the time, but it's still very pretty. Yeah. I remember being able like I was sitting like I was sitting at my friends. And I was like, when it would rain, like in the afternoon, I would sit on the porch and then watch the rainbow at the end of the day. It would be like the just prettiest thing. And my grand, my great grandmother, she lives like in, some, in the country part of like Mississippi. Right. Like it's really quiet back here. Like she's cows and stuff. Like we wake up in the morning, we hear the cows mooing. Wow. We go to sleep, we hear them mooing. Like it's just. That's nice. It's beautiful. And just seeing the sunset, we sit on the porch. Like the upstairs porch, we will sit up there, just watch and drink some tea. And it's the most peaceful thing ever. Yeah, that's nice. And that's the way like I like I wanna live my life. It's just at the end of the day being able to sit on the porch. Watch nothing wrong with that. Sun go down. So what's your inspiring uh what are you aspiring to be? As far as career wise? Right now I am aiming to be a business analyst. Okay. And I was aiming to be a business analyst before tech popped in the pandemic. Thank you very much. I just want to say thank you for TikTok for just like putting everybody on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're in tech? I want to be in tech, yes. Okay. So we in respectable fields. Huh? I'm going for cybersecurity. Yes, I remember yeah, you I've been, me. I've been heavy in tech for a while. I've wanted, um, like for four years, I've wanted to be in tech. Okay. Yeah. What was stopping you? I had to get my degree. Oh, you're okay. not attractive. You, like you're not really an attractable applicant if you don't have a degree. Right. Have you ever tried to get certifications help too? I have certifications are expensive. Yeah. And I pay for my own living. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, so when did you move out? Move out. In nineteen. Oh, okay. So you haven't been back since. One time, yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then after that, I got my own apartment. And then I've been out on my own. Like, and I'm, like, when I moved back to Pensacola, I stayed with my aunt for a couple months, and then I got my own apartment again. Okay. Yeah. Different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't love home. Lucky you. <laughs> Take advantage of it. Save. <laughs> Obviously, you have saved. Yeah. So, it's just... Yeah, I'm. And you're a real estate agent, so you know what to do. Like you know that you know the next next best thing is to go get a house and not an apartment. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm always. I feel like I'm always gonna be straight, no matter what I do, because I'm a thinker. I really um, respect like the Hispanic culture, and like you know the Asian culture. They allow their kids to stay in. Like yeah. you know, they are really about like making sure they're. Their people are successful. Successful. They're gonna look out for each other. Yeah. Well, see, that's something I learned. Like, 
that's that's something I really couldn't get with the black community. Was because being it growing up as a Muslim, <clears throat> traditional, mm-hmm. in Islam, and outside of the U.S. United States, you're not leaving the house if you're not prepared to leave the house. Are you serious? Yeah, that's like, amazing. That's, that's not that's not happening. You're not moving out of 19 if you can't buy your own house. You're, that's not happening. That ain't happening. You're not getting married if you can't take care of your wife. Mm. That's not happening. Mm. It's only like in America to where your parents will kick you out at 18, 19, expect you to just figure shit out, whatever. But like outside I feel like of the white culture, they they prepare their children really well. Yeah. They especially the women, like they be said, they be making sure that girls go to the highest sheets club. <laughs> yeah. They like go for the highest baller. But see, they teach them early though. Mm-hmm. They teach them early and have them like set up to know what to do. They have structure. Yeah. Which that's what I learned. Like even with my family, my family is more so used like me being in college is like a. All you have to do is get your degree. You you have always have a place to stay. You're not gonna be out on your own. But at least do something. Be productive. Yeah. Which I uh am very appreciative of it. As it allowed me to try new things and figure, test new ideas and stuff out. Mm. But as of late, I've been on my tech journey. Couple last couple years, I've been on my tech journey. That's good. Uh, a lot of crypto, crypto blockchain tech. You told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Of course, cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing different things that a lot of people are not aware of yet. Okay. I meant to ask you, what would your prediction be for the young woman like doing the OnlyFans stuff and like risque things right now? A lot of them are going to uh, turn out in 10 years. A lot of them are going to be single and broke. <laughs> not single and broke, not Kevin Samuels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Real, realistically they're gonna be single and broke because I see a lot of those girls they're making a lot of money but they don't know what to do with their money exactly they're spending on clothes yeah Chanel Gucci belts and then you have to think it's like throughout this time men are men in our age gap right now are trying to who's like really on there shit they're trying to establish who they are so if you weren't talking to them while they were trying to establish who they are when it comes time to when they're up or whatever they're not gonna look at you especially if you have a whole history of being but i feel like they are though because i mean like that's not personally what i have experienced or what i've seen i've seen men be more attracted to those type of women than a woman like me because a woman like But me, are they marrying these girls? Because they... Because, yeah. I will say a I lot of... I feel like they are because they can control them. Yeah. But, I, why, why, but why can't you control them? Because they did it. Why do they allow them to control them? Money. Because they get to a certain age. Once these girls get to a certain age, like, if you don't have nothing to really fall back on, like, say you did a sex worker, how they say it now, sex worker... A sex worker, all your twenties, your thirties, you never but went to college, you never 
The thing with strippers, though, at least there's no documentation of it. Yeah. The only thing is, there is documentation of it. Right. Like, you know what? I guess there is because they were like, oh, where, where, where's your place of employment for all these years? Right. How are you, you know, making, I guess that is. But, um. But it gets very, very, it's going to be very hard for them. A lot of these girls. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people, people in general don't know what to do with money. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you grew up broke. You don't know what to do with $10,000 if you had $10,000 right now. Especially if you're not used to having $10,000. Yeah. And you at home starving. I'll pay off some debt. Exactly. And invest. Exactly. Like, my first thing I'll do is pay off a of debt. Like, I I can't stand debt. Right. I can't stand it. I, like, I use my credit card. And I feel like I'm just now developing, like, a healthy relationship with my credit card. Yeah. Like I use it, then I pay off the statement balance, like before um, before the due date. Right. I feel like now I'm developing like healthy relationships with it, but in general, I stay ahead on my bills. Right. I'm that type of person too. I just like I I want to learn how to have a healthy relationship with my finances. Yeah. See, I was on that early. Mm-hmm. Because I understood though where I was trying to go though. Mm-hmm. I understood. I'm one of those people who like. I understood where I'm trying to go. So I studied every aspect of how I need to be mm-hmm. once I get there. So when I get there, I know what to do. Mm. So like, even if I'm broke now, it's cool. But like, I know what to do when I get there because I took took several financial literary courses. I know how to invest. That's what's up. I know how to like flip money. What classes have you took? Uh, just uh, in college, I took financial literacy course. In high school, I took financial literacy course. I also just took, you know, during the time of COVID pandemic, during the, really during the pandemic, you know, the pandemic was a time through like everybody was creating their own course. Everybody was creating their own online courses. It's raining. Really? Yeah, I just told a drop. Okay. Okay, we can get up if you want to. Okay. I'm not lying. It's- I mean, yeah, I, I didn't feel it, but we can if you want to. It's up to you. We can keep going. Okay. But yeah, um, I lost my train of thought. You said that you were taking pot. Oh, yeah, several. Yeah, I took several uh financial literacy courses. Mm-hmm. Like, just from people teaching, like, several people, like, I went searching on for those people. I didn't like necessarily wait for somebody to like Tell pop you. up and just be like, "This is what I'm doing." I went to go look for those people. That's so if I wanted to learn how to buy real estate, found that person about real estate. Mm-hmm. Wanted to learn about credit, found somebody who's teaching on credit, paid them whatever I need to pay them for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That way, like, so that way, like, while I'm still building myself up, but once I get there. I'm going to have everything already under control because I already know what to do. Mm. So it's basically just preparing me for where I'm trying to be. That's what's up. That's what's up. <clears throat> I like to think of it as like high-level thinking. 
That is true. <laughs> what do you think, like, okay, of young, young black men flocking to Kevin Samuels because they feel like there's things they didn't learn growing up as a young man, as a young man, and they feel like this man is, like, instilling positive things in them about relationships, like, money, um, how to carry themselves and all this. What do you think about, like, this, that? I support it. I feel like it's good in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly with Kevin, I agree with some of the stuff that Kevin talked about. I do about. too. I think his delivery is terrible, though. Yeah, yeah. Kevin I think his delivery is, uh, and he does a lot of stuff for in- entertainment purposes, um, purposes, and it takes away from what he is trying to actually accomplish. Right. Um, but at, it actually doesn't because he does get a lot okay, of viewing. I feel it now. Huh? I feel it now. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's Elijah Alexander. I hope you guys are enjoying the wonderful high-level conversation episode. But of course, we gotta pay some bills. Uh, this particular episode is sponsored by the J Berry Collection brand. And Jay Berry Collection wanted us to let you guys know that they have a brand new female boss collection, which has been fully released on their new and improved website at jberrycollectionbrand.com. The collection is dedicated to female queens, bosses, CEOs, and visionaries to inspire and motivate you to collect your masterpiece. Feel free to go check out the female boss collection now at jberrycollectionbrand.com. Yeah, I uh, I'm not against. I'm not against him. I feel like he uh teaches a lot of the stuff that he teaches. I feel like a lot of people can benefit from. I think so too. Um, but he do be wilding out. He he does wild <laughs> out, and I think that takes away from <laughs> what he is trying to achieve. And right. I think another thing like that, like, kind of turns me off about him, like, in a sense, is the fact that there's nothing, like, spiritually grounding about his message. As in, like, what, religious? On a religious level? Not on a, on a spiritual level. Okay. Like, you know, just, like, what are you tying it to? What are you basing what you're saying off of? I know he has like statistics and stuff that he bases his off of, but bases what he says off of. But ultimately, like it goes back, should all go back to God, you know? Yeah. Um. And I feel like because God is not tied into it, there's a lack of respect that he has right. for women, and especially black women. And I, I don't like that. I do agree with some of the things he says because I mean, like, somebody's telling the truth, they're just telling the truth. Right. But. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> um, I uh, look at him as more so. He's one of those people who, if, if young men are flocking to him, I support it. I just only, I look at people as to, it's okay to listen to anybody, mm-hmm. just to. You be able to formulate your own thoughts. And just take the positive and dispose what needs to be disposed. Right. 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 I, I feel like you get this because I, I used to listen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Before Alex, do you know who Alex Jones is? No. 
Oh, okay. Well, I used before Alex Jones was as crazy as he was now. I used to listen to Alex Jones like mm. years ago. <laughs> just being, just being real. I don't know who he is. He's um, he's like a extreme, very extreme white person. Very Are you extreme. talking about the man that recently made like headlines and got something from Spotify? Like no, no is that the, about, the, that's, that's Joe Rogan? Okay, yeah, I don't know these people. Yeah, I know these people. That's I, I, mean, I study everything, so I gotta. I try to be on point about everything. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I take the good and bad from everybody. But I just feel like there's nothing wrong with listening to him. It's more so just get what you can out of it. Like perfect. But example. I feel like his followers don't know how to do that. Yeah. They all of all of his followers think they're high value men, and, yeah. and really, some of you are just low hanging fruit. Like, but honestly, <laughs> but that's not much so Kevin's fault though. That's not because Kevin does in his message. He does state that men need to not, be held accountable if too. If you're not doing this, that, and the third, you're mm-hmm. not a high value man, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's what he he says that to him. But it's more so. I feel like it's more so because more so when he holds women accountable. That is like the thing that goes viral because people don't really. He talks hold. to men in the same way. Yeah, he talks I've to seen, men in the same way. I've seen that he's talked to men in the same way, but you can't handle a man in the way that you handle a woman. Right. And that's where I get like my my right. my right. ties crossed with him because I'm like you know there's already already like a a depiction in the media that black men don't respect black women. And then every single thing that you have going viral has something to do with, like, you disrespecting a black woman. Right. You know? And it's just, like, I guess I'm expecting him to be pro pro our community. Yeah. And um, I guess he's not. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that's how, like, um, we've been able to work, like, welcome Ursher in, like, the new era of black people um diverting out of our race like on a higher level even now black women are finally are finally getting to a place where black men have been like diverting out of their our race for like the longest right and because of like stuff like this it's just giving us black women an excuse i can see that i can see that but i mean i will say that I think that's more so of a black man and black woman issue. Yeah, and I, I don't think we keep any of these conversations, like, private anymore. Everything's, like, out there for everyone to see. Well, we don't keep it private, but also, just being realistic, we don't have those conversations. It's hard to have, it's harder to have those, like, me and you having this conversation, it's very rare out of just normal black people. It's very hard for normal black a black man and a black woman to have like a simple conversation without people feeling offended or people getting angered in some way or form of fashion. My ex and I, like, he was a black man. We would have yeah. these conversations all the time. Yeah, but and I'm saying, but it's rare. It is. Like, to even, like, just to grab somebody. Because even just to grab somebody and tell them simply, like, hey, I don't like the way you did this. People take that as offensive nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that that has to be addressed just with those people. Yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of black, black women have um, 
kind of begged black men for a long time yeah. like to correct their actions and i can't really say i'm blaming like black women for even like the burden out of our race but i'm like it's just crazy to be like in this time and seeing it now yeah i don't look at it as crazy because i look at every situation I mean, it's understandable. It's understandable because, like, but it's 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 a deeper issue though. It is. That's what I. We don't have dads, Mm -hmm. and even if we do have dads, a lot of the dads don't want to teach because it's a it's a difference between having a dad in your house and also having a dad that actually teaches you Mm. how to be a man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you might have grew up with your father and your mother. But did they take you and actually teach you how to be a man? Mm. That's mm. Then, like you could have had the household. I, I, uh, my first, my both of my relationships, they both came from two parent households. Right. One, the first one, his father, stand up black man. I'm like, right. wow, why can't she be like your father? Like, yeah. <laughs> like your father is just like the epitome of what black men like. One of the the great bunches from like back in the day, what back in the day produced. Right. Um, <clears throat> but did the father actually? He take tried. The time. To he abs. I've seen like I've seen that man try. Okay. Try to t- have a relationship with his son. Like both of his parents were married, and um, his son rejected like the idea of I don't know everything that happened in their family because like he was kind of private about about that part but like I do know that his father tried to have a relationship with him and it just like was just very disappointing to see that like he was just rejected the idea of it because I'm like many people would love to be in your shoes right. and to have a father who is an entrepreneur has supported his family off his own business owns a house own, like just is not swamped in materialism is a godly man pro black may not have had a lot but he gave you all what he can't he could right i i agree and but, then like but the- also that's another thing too is more so i can see that situation happening as well but also once a man reaches a certain age don't do what we want to do so even if he don't want to be a man or do certain things that comes with being a man that's on him yeah He's like Superman sex. Yeah. You gonna pay it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these guys, they don't really care. No, they don't. I don't think like they are forced to care. Men in society are structured to um, to always be taken care of. Like they feel like they're, okay, their mothers raise them up. Okay. Um, taking care of them, not giving them a response, any real, real responsibilities. A lot of the responsibilities of cleaning the house, cooking, or like just anything like around that is laid upon the young woman in the house. Okay. Why the the younger man is doesn't have to. Right. So a, a young man being raised like this, a mother is instilling in his head, you're always going to be taken care of like this, and then he goes to a woman. And he expects a woman to take care of him in the same way because he's never really had to do anything. Right. I can see that. I mean, I don't fully agree. I kind of agree. Because mm. I was taught by my mama 
to I know how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to cut grass. I, know how to, I do all that stuff in my house now. But like I know how to clean too. Mm-hmm. I know how to clean up the house. I know how to clean toilets. Mm-hmm. I know how to do all that. Type but you're of stuff. like a rare example of that. Yeah, how sure. many of like young men in your community can you say you're doing that? Yeah, I know how to do that. You know, and that's the point that I'm trying to make. Like, you know, um, they're putting these men out in the world, and a young woman has to deal with that. Yeah. You know, um, and it's just making like <laughs> just throw the whole man away. <laughs> like, so I'm, matter of fact, since we're in this conversation, would you say all of this? Do you feel so? Going back a little bit to Camden, what Camden Samuel teaches, uh-huh. a lot of other people teach it. Do you feel like a man throughout their twenties should be more so focused on becoming a man rather than trying to focus on finding somebody to love on or like find a type of that relationship vibe, young, and more so focusing on that when they get in their thirties and forties once they reach establishment. Some type of stability. Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hard question. Um, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I ran across this with both of my exes. Okay. One of my exes was 30, like he, 32, and I'm 25. Okay. And one of my exes was a year older than me. Okay. The one that was a year older than me was just constantly just trying to live the life, date, explore all of like all of his options that he had available. Living it, he is trying to live. He's trying to live, you know. And um, like okay, when I get thirties and forties, I can marry a woman younger than me. This he said this to me. I can marry a woman younger than me, and I'm ready. And I can have a child at thirty or forty, and I'm ready. Um. A part of me is like, because I had, I was on the, the tail end of it, and I had to deal with it. I'm like, that's fucking selfish. Like, excuse me. Right. But like, I'm like, can I be mad at it? No, because I feel like that's what we as women should be doing. But because we as women are raised like to take care of men, to be taken care of our households at a young age, we, we're literally giving dolls. We're giving kitchenettes. We're giving this. And like, this is what you're going to be going up to do. We're, we've been raised with like, motherly intuition at a young age so like when we get our, our brains mature before men when, what do men, men's brains mature at what age uh 26 26 I, our brains mature at 25 you know i thought charles mature like 18 like, no it's at 25 like our brains okay. are fully developed our brains are fully developed at 25 okay but but maybe we do mature 18 um, <clears throat> I know. I know. It's a huge gap between men and women. It's a it's a yeah. huge gap between men and, men and women. So it's just like by the time we hit like we're, we're twenty five. Oh, I'm ready to have a baby. I'm ready to have a family. I'm ready to be married. I'm ready for this because that's we're, we're raised. To, we're not raised to go out and explore our options, figure out what we really want, figure out ourselves, build a career, and establish something for ourselves. We're raised to always like cater to a man. Right. And I only um, bring that up because... So I, I don't think anything is wrong with, like, a man, like, necessarily thinking that way. I just think he should be honest with the women that he's dealing with. Right. But he's not right. looking for anything serious. <laughs> right. 
That's real. And I only bring that up because I, I like to see, because like, oftentimes when I was in high school, even now, I see a lot of young girls who, they want this also perfect man mm-hmm. to come pick them up and save them. But they go on, they talking to men who just recently got out of high school or just recently in college, like, still trying to put themselves together. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you can't, like, I get them trying to be loved, trying to feel, find their perfect husband, but you're not going to find nobody who, you're not going to find nobody in your, it's very rare that you're going to find somebody in your age bracket, in your young 20s, to love on you correctly and do all this, that, and the third, but they still trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, they're trying to figure it out. Like, it's not even realistic. It's not realistic. It's not realistic, but like a lot of us are seeing this in the media. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, A lot of us are seeing this in the media. We see like these women who like have had like found their quote unquote perfect men, but like years later, you're able to see they got a divorce. Nothing was ever perfect. And it's just like, we're just setting ourselves up earlier. Yeah. Um, but like at the same time, there's nothing wrong with having those aspirations at all. I feel like, you know, it's okay, but you shouldn't approach every relationship thinking you're going to get married. Yeah. Especially if you're having sex. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Right? Especially if you're having sex, like you're just going out, like just doing it yeah. with every single one. I feel like you're automatically off the bat should be real but now if you're saving yourself for me and you're like okay I want this for myself I want this type of man I feel like that if you're patient that will eventually come along yeah it takes discipline it takes discipline a lot of people don't have that no <laughs> very rare very very rare mm-hmm. I, and I can't like I'm guilty of this too like, you know, although I've only been in two relationships, I thought this man, like, when I met him, I was 19 and he was 20. I thought we were going to be married. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, though. It's nothing wrong with that. your first it. relationship, I don't think there's nothing wrong with thinking that. But it's also nothing wrong with having, like, a moment of truth or being realistic. Yeah, that man was realistic with me and I still wouldn't accept it. Oh. Like, and that, that was, like really stupid to me because it's just like a great um i think a great indication of someone's future is from their past this man has told me in the past like when we were 19 and 20 chill take a chill pill we're not getting married or engaged or something like you know and i'm thinking i'm thinking like you know down the line because he i'm his first love down the line like you know we're like going through these years i'm his first love He's communicated. I do see you as a woman I would want to marry. But this man actually wants that future with me. But his actions are telling me something else. You know? Right. And I think that's where we sell ourselves short. Like, because we we're listening to what's coming out of somebody's mouth. But what are their actions telling us? Right. And if had I been paying attention, I could have seen that based off what he told me from his past, he had no real intentions on us getting married. Right. Was it anything wrong with me thinking that? No. No, but I could have been more realistic with myself. Right. Yeah. Would you live and you learn? Mm-hmm. 
So where are you at now? Are you trying to, you looking for that man to marry now? Or where are you living? What are you doing right now? I'm not looking for anything right now. <laughs> I, I just got out of relationship this year. Okay. I feel. Um, this is with the 30 year old. Yeah, the 32 okay, year old. Mm-hmm. Year. Okay. And. <laughs> I think I just need. He, that was a hot mess. I feel like I just need to take some time and learn from my mistakes and learn what I could have done differently. So, and just use it as. Use what I learned from young people to basically put in foul what I want and what I don't want for me. You know? Right. Um, and that's it. Nothing wrong with that. I went into this relationship thing out. Give me your ten too, but like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think it's nothing wrong with having that fantasy or even not just, fantasy. No, I mean, not fantasy, but it's. You hoping for the best? Yeah, I mean he he was thirty two. He was like, yeah, I'm ready to get married. This is the woman. Like, I we went to go look at rings. We got our ring finger size and oh, every wow. single thing. So what was it that it just didn't... his mental health? Okay, he did not want to do what was necessary to fix it. Okay, and if you can't get help, you're not gonna bring me down with you. That actually makes you a stand up person, though. What do you mean? Like, you, like, saying, like, you know, you got to get your mental health back before you can be with me. That's, yeah. like, that's really, like, that's a stand-up-ish. You can't, like, what I realized from my first relationship, I learned so much. I feel like I learned probably four relationships worth of things from my first relationship. Right. Um, that you can't fix somebody. Facts. You can't bring somebody to the finish line. If somebody don't, doesn't want to cross the finish line, that's on them. Right. And it's not up to me to do anything about it, but to do what's best for me. And I feel like because uh, a lot of women don't know what to do, don't know how to do what's best for them, that's how they end up in even worse predicament than what they started with. Right. They don't know know how to leave well enough well enough. It's like then you end up with a kid and you're stuck with this man for life. Yeah. You are. And then, like, you know, you're raising a child, like, a father's child. Yeah. And the cycle continues. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Women nowadays, like, we, my mom told me, she's like, y'all have so many examples that we did not have growing up. She's like, y'all have examples, like, of women in the media, people around you, and y'all just go out and create babies outside of a family. That's I agree. Crazy. I agree. It's, I feel like with all the examples that we have nowadays, I feel like the situation should be getting a lot better. There's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. But it's been getting worse. It right? has. <laughs> it has. Because it's just like, we would like to like blame men because men are, you know, shooting the club up or whatever, but right. you're laying down. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're opening your legs. <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, just even entertaining. Why would you even entertain some, a man that's not where he wants to be? Yeah. And or it, just a man like if this is y'all whole, y'all whole narrative is just to have sex, or right? And nothing else. Like, I mean, why would you even? 
I think um, someone told me a long time ago, like, a man cannot be the man that he wants to be if he's not a provider. Because a man, a man is put on his word to provide. Right. And so he, like, reaches to where he wants to be financially, spiritually, and mentally. He can't be where he needs to be for you. I agree. And, I like, when I learned that and when that clicked in my head, I was just like, if that's not, like, if I'm in a relationship and things aren't going according to how I think they are in this man, I'm seeing, like, the, the writing on the wall. The best thing I can do for myself is to remove myself from the situation. Right. I agree. That was, that, that, was, that was hard right there, actually. Huh? A man can't... Uh, a man can't... Take care of you until he gets to where he needs to be. That's, that's real. I agree. And we're going out. We're looking for these men. We're trying to make this man. You can't make them men. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of women... That's where they go wrong is look, trying to make these people do this. And then, of course, including the toxicness makes it worse. And, like, toxic, like, being toxic is popular now. Yeah. People walking around with unresolved issues, going to person to person, damaging people, damaging themselves. Like, that's crazy. Right. It's popular because you see celebrities doing it. Right. Because you see the city girls doing it. Right. <laughs> I agree. But over time, though, I think with shows like this and, like, your upcoming show, I think it should, like, help the community. I think so, too. I hope it does. Yeah. I hope I'm fulfilling my purpose of what God wants me to do on this earth, you know, Um, of of being an example of godliness. You know, I'm not, I can't say I've always walked the right path, but I try to. Right. I definitely do. I I support it. And I'm most definitely looking forward to Lex Talk. Thank you. <laughs> but, like, I do appreciate you, like, being on my show. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. No problem. No problem. <laughs> but, um, when you drop May 20th? May 22nd. Okay, May 22nd. All right. That should be lit. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, leave a review. Uh, and, yeah.